Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Guys We Fuck. The anti-slutching podcast. Yo, you having sex? I'm Christina Hutton. I'm Corinne Fisher. What up, fuckers? How you doing? Did you drink enough water today? Welcome to another episode of Guys We Fucked. It's the Anti-Slut Shaming Podcast. I'm Corinne Fisher. I'm Christina Hutchinson. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Before we get into the show, well, first off, this let's handle us first because we're the most important. Yes. Um, you know, right. I think it's I think it's it's okay to say as a woman, it's so funny because you're like, oh, it's a little presumptuous, and I'm like, this is our fucking podcast. Of course, we're the most important people. Yeah. on it. Oh yeah, no, that's <laughs> wow. You pulled a me there. That was ridiculous. With that thought. Well, you know, when you just have everyone squawking at you nonstop. For sure. Um, <laughs> so, uh, guys, we fucked. We are doing a live show in New York City. Probably going to do more, but right now we're going to start it off with one live at the Midnight Theater. This is happening Friday, September 8th. Mm-hmm. At 9.30 p.m. In okay. Hudson Yards. There's a Peloton store and a Whole Foods store right next door to the Midnight Theater. So you know that theater is going to be a bougie. This theater, if you have not been to it yet, it's an, it's it's gorgeous. It's an experience. You definitely need to come out if just for the theater. Just come, just buy a ticket for the, just to see the theater. Yes. For architectural. And then you get a huge bonus. And, inter- and interior design. Um, Yeah, we're going to have such a fun show. Mike's going to be there and... We only have one, two, three, four, six tickets in the front section left. Yeah. There's then, two there's yeah. two price points of tickets, obviously, you know, more expensive in the front, less expensive in the back. But don't let that dissuade you. If you can only afford the tickets in the back, it's it's they're a small all, theater. They're literally all good Still seats. Still a party. They're all good seats. Yes. We'll have a great time. We're gonna have a great time. And uh yeah, and it is the guys we fucked the podcast live. And, and it's we, not a stand-up show. No, it's not stand-up. I know some of you don't like the stand-up shows. So you've made it clear. So don't go to one. So don't, yeah, don't. But some but of you do love go the stand-up shows. To Guys We Fucked Live at the Midnight Theater, eight, uh, 9.30 p.m. Uh, Friday, September 8th. And you can find tickets at I, any of our bios, the link tree link, at Guys We Fucked without the U and Fucked. I'm at Christina Hutch. I'm at Philanthropy Al. And I am at Mike Coscarelli. Did you put the link you in the bio? You got to put the link in your link tree, though, Mike. I know you didn't. Oh, no. We you know didn't you didn't. Send me the link. We know you didn't. Oh, it's in mine. Do you have a link tree? I don't have a link tree, oh, but wow. I have. Well, no, we have, have a lot to, to do today. Up. You have a lot to do today. What else is fucking new? These hoes ain't loyal. <laughs> and also, something I have to do today is wish Chelsea Hyde a very happy seventh wedding anniversary. Happy wedding anniversary. This is a message from your husband, Henry, who came in with your son, Jack, to Perfectly Centered, 1989 Palmer Avenue, Larchmont, New York. And Go to it. He did say he came in, he strolled in. And this was the reason I um, uh, I said yes to this request. And don't no one else is allowed to make this, this is request. The only one. This is the only time I'm doing it absolutely after this. Do not come into my store unless you're there to buy something. OK, <laughs> I, you, buy, the, a you store gotta is buy for something. buying things. Um, but 
Huh? Yeah, he did come in and he came in in person and said, my my wife is a really huge fan of yours um, and I have a, an odd request. And I said, hit me. I said, hit me, Henry. Don't li- don't literally hit me. It was a big guy, but you yeah. Know. Yeah. And uh, then he said, could you on the podcast do a anniversary shout out? And I was like, this is bold. I said, Henry, this he drove is bold. all the way down there. This is bold. Well, I think they live in the area, but I was like, okay. I-, I said, Henry, this is bold. <clears throat> and um and also I noticed that he bought, brought his very cute son. And I was like, obviously you're not a fan of me because I know you're, you're trying to use this to lure me into doing what you want me to do. And Henry, you should have brought a dog. That's the bad news. Your yeah. son is extremely cute. But I was like, Henry doesn't know the work of Corinne Fisher. That's right. No, 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 Henry no, no, should have walked that in That does not a move dog. the needle for Corinne. I scratch yeah. your back, you scratch mine, yeah. either by way of buying something from my store or bringing a goddamn dog for me to look at. Because I knew the move. I was like, oh, he he purposely came with his very cute son. Mm. And listen, I, chat, I chatted with Jack. Jack was a very nice fellow. How yeah. old? Kid age. Toddler. <laughs> Toddler, like three, four kind of thing. Okay. Two to four. Okay. In that I never, range. I can't tell. Yeah, some of them are, are big. I can't, I don't I know. know. Some of them are tall. Um, Stop drinking milk. Guys. He was, he was in a stroller still, but like in a, like a, the, you like know, a bigger kid stroller, the yeah. moving on up stroller. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, I got you the little seatbelt. Yeah. He wasn't four. Cause I don't think he could fill his talk. Who, who the fuck knows? But anyway, yeah. And, uh, and, uh, yeah. And then. So happy anniversary, Chelsea. Seven happy years. I, I applaud that your husband, number one, knew enough about your interests, followed it, came to my store, all these things. Um, and but, then, but I am going to out, I'm going to out Henry. Oh, <laughs> so do then it. I was, and I, I was like, I was like, I'm not, I'm only doing this for you just because I honestly was, I was, I was impressed by the boldness of the request, you know, as we talked about on the, uh, you know, about with uh, 9-11 and ISIS and terrorists yeah. in general. You we wanted like, to do something, you did it. We, we like when people them. get out and do something. And it's nicer when the thing you're doing isn't murdering thousands of people. Yeah, know? it's nicer when it's just an anniversary shout out for your wife on a podcast that she really enjoys. Absolutely. Then I get home. I'm checking Uh-oh. my multiple email accounts. So many. I'm a, I'm a busy bitch. So busy. And then, and then I have an email from Henry in my perfectly centered email that says, Hey, it's Henry. I remember you. It's a, it's a, it's a mom and pop shop. Yeah. It's on the email. (laughs) And he says, just following up, even though I had already done a diligent job as I always do in obtaining the information I would need for this shout out. I had him write it on this exclusive, perfectly centered paper. It's illegal. It's a legal pad. Um, and, uh, and then he followed up with all the information as if I was going to forget and then said, can you please email me the episode when it comes out? Wow. Henry, I am Are we not your assistant? your assistant. Henry, that was a wild request. Henry, you took it. You're you, treating us like a wife. You Henry. give people an inch, they take a mile. So I was like, Henry doesn't know this because obviously because of the kid thing, he's not familiar enough with my personality. But right. I was like, Henry's about this. This, <laughs> this, this shout, out with a bird. shout out is about to do a 360, Henry, because I'm outing you to your wife. How about if you care that much, you just watch, you know, you get you just listen to the show. The podcast has been on for 10 years, Henry. Also, Henry, welcome to the business. We only send air checks out when people pay us money. Oh, that's when we Mikey send Costarelli the air in the producer's booth. If you want an air check. Advertise! Wow, you know what? We should we can we should sell anniversary shoutouts, birthday shoutouts. Oh Don't my go to the show. God, we'll yeah. buy more soundproofing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. But anyway, very, very happy anniversary to you, Chelsea. I'm glad that you found a husband who gets out there and does it, even though, you know, he uses his child, your child as bait, as bait. <laughs> eh, I appreciate it. 
<laughs> and you know, I think we all learned something on this anniversary. It's only the seventh, Henry. So things you're you gonna get better. Time to you're gonna become a more. Uh, I mean, who knows how old Henry? You look like, well. Eat your a veggies, little Henry. Older than me, so I'm not sure. But I'm, you know, I was young. Who knows if he was even fully matured yet? You know. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As far as you know, mentally, I'm I, at this rate that I've been coming into men. It's about you know between like 48 to 55. I think is when they're finally having the like self actualization. It if, seems if that if it that. takes a while. If that. <laughs> When they have all the tests that when they're like 60 plus and they they've gotten a lot of estrogen because men get estrogen as oh, they get older I've and then their legs it. go bald, which is hilarious. Um, I wish that would happen to me. Um, but yeah, then they get nicer. Yeah. But they just got to become they have they more of that female hormone. Henry, though, I have faith in you and uh, happy anniversary, Chelsea and Henry. And I hope you I hope you're married for at least well, seven don't more tell years. Him. Yes. And don't tell him about, just don't, rep- did you reply that email? Hell okay, no. Yes. I'm not Henry's so then, bitch. Then wait, Fuck you know, no. and we'll know if her wife is a Luminary subscriber or not. If she, if, if Henry gets back to you, uh, you know, this weekend. We'll, we'll see. Uh, and then and I, I was like, I was like, she hasn't to the show in this five is, years. This is bold. This is, Henry knows where I work now. Henry could come back and attack. <laughs> yeah. With you'd Jack. rather him not know, wouldn't you? No, I'm not. Yeah. I'll fight anyone in Larchmont. Okay. Yeah, I've been there. I get it. Yeah. It's like Stars Hollow. I'll fucking fight anyone in large money or come get me. Yeah, they're not going to fight you. <laughs> they're not going to fight you. I mean, I guess they could just drive from another town, but in large money, I feel confident that I, uh, I'm the baddest bitch in large money. I agree. I agree. <laughs> Somebody's visited large money a couple times now. Lovely place. Yeah, it's beautiful. Lovely place. Beautiful. Um, all right. So this is, if you want to email us, it's sorry about last night's show at gmail.com. Uh, the subject line is PSA to get out of your toxic relationship before they become incapacitated and you have to change their diapers. How appropriate. Mm, me. Um, so horny. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's, Not on our new couch, Corinne. <laughs> it's fabric. Uh, hi, Corinne and Christina and Mike. I am a 36 year old female. I have lived in the Southern US all of my life and was raised in the late 90s, early 2000s purity culture. Mm. Listening to your show has been immensely educational and healing for me. I decided to write in after listening to your episode this week about remaining in a relationship if your partner becomes mentally and or physically incapacitated. And I will say just overall, kind of looking at the comments, I saw a lot of women being like, of course I would stick with them and I wouldn't even try to fuck anyone else. Would he do that? Men crickets. All right. I am. And then someone else, uh, I think maybe like a lawyer messaged me and was like, yeah, I mean, like the statistics are staggering as far as like the divorce rate between uh, when someone has like a a traumatic brain injury and if it's the man Mm. or the woman. Staggering. (laughs) Of course. Almost no men men stay. Um, I am currently going through a divorce two years after my husband, we'll call him Josh, was in a catastrophic accident during a high risk motorsport race and was in a coma for 2.5 weeks. Mm. He was left with a severe, and this is also kind of plays into like these fears that, that I think women often have when our male partners do partake in high risk things. Yeah, you know? that's true. Because it's that's like fucking true. To things like getting a motorcycle and stuff. It's like, I, I don't think men really think through like you're, you're like, it's traumatizing to for the what, partner. Yeah. We're so scared all the time for you. And so it's not that we don't want you to do fun things, but like you also made a promise to us like to be there. So don't die. Um, okay. Um, during a high risk motorsport race and was in a coma for 2.5 weeks, he was left with a severe traumatic brain injury, including other physical deficits, such as speech, uh, par- partial 
hemiparesis and partial blindness. Damn. He is not able to work or drive, but is able to make decisions for himself. Neuropsychologists can help you determine this mm. nice. and is able to live independently. We were both 34 at the time of the accident. Josh was hospitalized for over half a year out of state due to better neuro rehabilitation programs being available there. At first, he was not able to speak, walk, or go to the bathroom on his own, among many other things, but he gradually regained those functions. I drove three hours each way to stay with him every weekend wow. as I work during the week. I can confidently say that, at least for me, once you help change your husband's diapers and restrain him to prevent smearing of his own feces with his hands, you will never be able to unsee that. Mm. I've done it. I mean, not for my husband, but for, for your dad. Yeah. yeah. But did like, it change the way? I mean, it's no. just got to change like. No, but I'm saying, yeah, that's why I know I'm like, I'm like, yes, if it, I was his wife, it would have changed. I mean, right. I was like, it did not change the way I saw him as my father, because I think as children, you kind of know that ultimately the child becomes the parent. Right. That's kind right. of known. That's talked yeah, about. But not you know? until like later. Right. Yeah. Um, before the accident, he raced motorcycles recreationally. We argued over mm. this and I had threatened to leave our marriage when he had a few Shit. near miss accidents resulting in concussions. This is what I'm talking because I think it's like, it's when so you think America has a business, this, mm-hmm. com- this conversation sounds more comfortable, honestly. Right. And it's also so easy. Like it's so easy. And, and I see so many people being like, well, of course you should stay with him. And like, it, it's so easy to sound uh, selfish, um, as like the woman in this situation. But exactly like I brought this up because we don't read these emails like we have our uh, Isabella surprises with the emails so we can organically react on the show. Um, And just like I said a couple moments earlier, like I the high risk behavior that men constantly engage in, like that's something that we don't talk about enough. Add it to the list of things that I'm mad about this week. Add it. Um, however, he refused to stop racing. I realize now that by staying, I was betraying and devaluing myself. This is a listener. I love it. We had several other problems in our marriage. He had a very unhealthy relationship with alcohol and often went out partying without me. And we had difficulty navigating conflict. Mm -hmm. I would shut down and he would often threaten to kill himself after perceived criticism from me or experience of a personal failure at least once a month. Jesus, once a month. That's tough. I also caught him in several big lies about money and things he promised to do, but did not. He was very manipulative. We were in therapy six out of our eight years of marriage, but ultimately we were incompatible and should have never gotten married. Let this be a cautionary cautionary tale for all your listeners. If you are in a relationship that is not healthy, don't be a dumb bitch and get out while you can. That's a definition of dumb bitch. A dumb bitch does not get out when she or he should. Right. And I think sometimes we're like, well, you know, all relationships have have problems. Of course. How? unhealthy is this how do you know when it's so unhealthy that you should get out i mean probably if you're constantly thinking if this also is too i it's always helpful to make a like keep a diary if 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 you have a tumultuous relationship keep a diary of your thoughts so you can go back and go oh my god 20 out of the 30 mm. days last month i was really angry with him and yeah. felt violated or manipulated or whatever then there you go numbers don't lie yeah and a pros and cons list i mean i know it sounds like mm. almost like ridiculous but my no, mom smart growing up was always very big on having me sit down and make a pros and cons list about any decision I was going to make. And I definitely have taken that into my adult life. Yeah. Uh, when he came home, he gradually began having more and more violent outbursts would hit me or throw things at me and made inappropriate sexual comments to our male and female friends. Mm. Well, I mean, that's uh, part of the injury. injury. What? 
Uh, yeah, the brain injury was doing that. Yeah. Before the he... accident, to my knowledge, he only found women sexually attractive. Mm, interesting. His cognition is such that he can still be very manipulative and tries to get away with lies. Ugh. He would hide alcohol and drink during the day when I was at work and I would come home to him barely able to walk because alcohol affects people differently after a TBI, especially balance. I can't imagine drinking oh, with a traumatic brain yeah. injury. Whoa. And his doctor had advised him not to drink. Being a caregiver, working a full-time job, financial burden due to high cost of his medical care and going from two incomes to one and not feeling safe around him broke me after a while. Yeah, I can't, girl. I can't imagine, I can't imagine that. how exhausted you must have been. Um, I also felt like my chance to have children was stolen from mm, me. Yeah. I became extremely depressed and felt completely devoid of all hope. I would have moments where I would be driving home from work and have intrusive thoughts about ways to end my life so I wouldn't have to feel so much pain anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, once he got on disability and Medicare and with the help of my therapist, I decided to discuss ending our marriage. He was sad, but agreed and understood. That's awesome. He is in a safe environment close to his very supportive family and living independently. This was the hardest decision I ever had to make, but one that I had to make for myself, knowing others' opinions do not matter. Correct. I could no longer sacrifice the rest of my life for this. Yeah. And there's also people who like went into this field where like they're during the day, they're going to care for this person and then they're going to go home to their own families and their own support systems. When you are like, when that's your whole life, it's completely different, you know? Um, idiots who want to pass judgment in these situations can kick rocks. There is a saying in the TBI world that if you've seen one brain injury, you've seen one brain injury. Oh, interesting. Me meaning every brain injury is different. The same is true for how a TBI affects a marriage mm. or other romantic relationship and the decision to go stay or go. Good point. Josh and I communicate every week with appropriate boundaries and we still want the best for each other. I am working on becoming a better version of myself by healing negative patterns that have not served me well in the past, cultivating my relationships with friends and family and renewing my physical and mental health. I would like to freeze my eggs and start dating again soon with a yeah. much healthier self-awareness. A year ago, I felt completely dead inside. Now I have hope. You've played a part in that. Aww. Thank you for highlighting this That's issue nice. in the caregiver community. I almost cried, but I didn't. I did um, cry. And then, um, but I, I think that's really interesting. Also, this is, you know, unique as is every relationship because you were also having problems before the TBI. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes something as life-changing as a TBI is really either going to, I think it could have gone either way. Like, so this, this shone a light on all the issues that you guys already had and it wasn't going to work. But I think there's also the scenario where, everyone gets their shit together immediately mm -hmm. and we're like, we're going to make this work because something unthinkable has happened. Yeah. You know? Yeah, for sure. Um, Reel in the resources and your energy. Yeah. I mean, you know, people really, <laughs> a TBI, people really shown their true colors mm -hmm. and it's not just the person with the TBI. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Oh boy, 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 boy. Yeah. That was a good story. Thank you so much um, for writing. Thank you for writing us. Today's episode of Guys We Fucked is brought to you by Quince. I love Quince. Imagine upgrading your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. I love this website. I'm on it right now. They have suitcases. They have things for babies and kids. They have men. They have women. They have home. I love a home section. Oh my God. And the products are gorgeous. Like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, okay? Organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, because I do have tops that are silk and I do wash them and then they disintegrate, but not on quince. 
Okay. The best part of all, all items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Okay. I love, I have this beautiful hunter green purse from Quince that I love and use every day. Their bags are gorgeous. Indulge in affordable luxury. Just go to quince.com slash GWF for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E.com slash GWF to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash GWF. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Guys, we talk a lot about therapy on this show. So you know we are big therapy advocates. Whether it's like a a small question uh, about something that's going on in your relationship or a big question like, should I move across the country to take this job? Sometimes it just helps to have someone not invested in the outcome, i.e. not friends or family or your intimate partner invested in the outcome to talk it through. It also takes the burden off a lot of other people in your life and, you know, reminds them that you love them just for being them, not because you are their free therapist. It's a great thing to learn coping skills, how to set boundaries, and it kind of just makes you the best version of yourself. Like, we are all given a version of ourselves. Why not make it the best version it can be? So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. All you do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. And then you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Because remember, therapy is like dating. If you don't like therapy, it really might mean that you don't like your therapist. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash guys today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Guys, betterhelp.com slash guys. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Come see us live. In addition to Friday, September 8th, 9.30 p.m. in New York City at the Midnight Theater, where Corinne and I will be gracing the stage. You can also find, well, both of us will be at Skankfest Las Vegas, September 29th. I'm going to be headlining in Springville, Utah. Oh, and 30th. Uh, October 20th and 21st, Bridgeport, Connecticut, November 2nd through 1st, uh, 4th, rather, Chicago, November uh, 10th and 11th. We took away that Thursday show, which honestly, yay. Uh, Nashville, November 12th, Springfield, Missouri, November 16th through the 18th. And uh, as always, I have a Patreon where three to four times a month, I host a Zoom group therapy session. I say group therapy because I don't know what else to call it. I'm not a licensed therapist, but um, we just basically, let's just get shit off our chest and go. And I give advice and I'm funny and it's pretty fucking fantastic. The human spirit is very resilient and this is a space where you can be reminded of that. And if you can't make them and you want to listen to all of these group therapy and quote sessions, you can sign up for my Patreon for five bucks a month. Um, Christina Hutchinson, uh, patreon.com slash Christina Hutchinson rather. Um, because all the audio from these sessions gets uploaded to the Patreon. So you can listen to it forever. 
Uh, and for me, you know, I have my other podcast without a country. We discuss politics from the perspective of the, the right, the left, everywhere in between. It's a super fun show. It is now my solo podcast and I really love it. So if you enjoy my takes on things, I think it's a, a show that you would really enjoy. We talk a lot about domestic violence and how everyone kind of has it. You know, it's like six degrees of Kevin Bacon, six degrees of domestic violence, basically. Uh, obviously not as fun as the six degrees of Kevin Bacon, but I would argue more important. And, For sure. Um, <laughs> And uh, we're, you know, we have a lot of interesting guests on uh, right now. I'm trying to get uh, Kimberly Mata Rubio on the show, who is the mom of one of the children who was slain in the Uvalde Rob Elementary School school shooting. Um, because last week I discovered in my research for that show that she is now running to be the mayor of Uvalde and she has a whole campaign that I'm going to donate to and stuff. And I, uh, I just thought that was really interesting. So I kind of try to find people like that that are doing good work that we might not see on a large scale. We might not see an article about them in the New York Times or something. I mean, her, we might. Um, but uh, try to get those people on the show and have really interesting conversations. You know, a couple months ago we had one of Chris D'Elia's victims on the show. So I find people and I get them on and we have great chats and I really enjoy doing that. And of course, then we just, you know, kind of do the rundown of things I think you should know from the week. So you don't have to read, you know, 18 different uh, news sources. I did the work for you. And then uh, I'm going to start slowly touring again. Uh, The first date I have on the calendar for 2024 is Washington, D.C. You can come see me at the D.C. Comedy Loft. That's Thursday, February 29th through Saturday, March 2nd. Tickets already available. I know some of you already bought them. Ticket link is available in the Linktree link in my bio. Uh, I love performing in DC, so I'm super excited for that. And uh, yeah, otherwise just, uh, you know, I'm around town. I don't promote where I am, but if you need to see me in New York, you can just Google my name. You, you, you'll you figure it out. And of course, uh, I have Gash uh, pretty much every month at the Comedy Store in Los Angeles. Follow Gash Slasher Comedy, so make sure that you are on top of when I release tickets. Because I don't tell you when I'm releasing them. I just do them, and then I wink. And then I think about being the final girl. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. So this week, uh, I asked everyone on the team to watch the show Down for Love, which is a new reality TV series on Netflix about, you guessed it, dating show for people with Down syndrome. Mm-hmm. It was so, it made me laugh so much because like they did love on the spectrum. And then when I saw Down for Love, I was I thought like, it was a little condescending. I go, oh, you fuck you. This business is absolutely just repulsive. <laughs> I go, I mean, what's going to be ne- ne- next? Like a, a dating show for schizophrenics? Crazy for love. Like yeah. what the fuck are we doing? <laughs> like it's so insane. Um, I, So I did scoff at it. And then I was like, but obviously, I'm watching it because I was obsessed with love on the spectrum. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, I wanted to talk about it on the show. I think there's so many interesting things to talk about, especially because Michael has a sister with Down syndrome. Mm -hmm. So I feel like we have pretty much an expert on the panel today. In some ways. Yeah. I I think living with someone, growing up with someone with him, it qualifies as an expert. The only thing that would qualify me more would potentially be having Down syndrome. I think. Yeah. 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 Right. There you go. Hot take. Hot take. Hot take. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I just wanted to, you know, every Christina ended up watching all five episodes. <sighs> cry, cry, cry. <laughs> It's so beautiful because just being you, us. You know what? Because that conversation, the episode that we had about unconditional love, yeah. I still really do believe in my heart that we are all capable of unconditionally loving everybody. I really think that. Mm-hmm. Um, and these folks that were featured on Down for Love who had Down syndrome, they just loved without fear. 
And when they were sick of somebody, they just said they were sick of somebody. Or when mm-hmm. they really liked them, they fell they, they fell in love very quickly. Um, and I, the reason I put that in quotes is because it like it seemed that some of these couples had like one date and they were like they loved the idea of this person, but they didn't know that yet. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I literally wrote in my notes, Down syndrome people are, are love bombers. I wrote love bombing too. <laughs> yeah. But that, that to me was the most marked difference between the uh, the autism show and the Down syndrome show. Yes. So the, the uh, autistic people are avoidant. Yes. And Down syndrome people are Bomb fucking- Bomb you with their love. I, I, was I like, love that. Sign me up for that. Like I'm more of an autistic dater myself, but I was like, if I'm going to date someone, I'm dating someone with Down syndrome because I love how hard they love. No, they just I, go right I, to and it. And one of the things that I wrote down was that with you know one of the hot topics in society nowadays is artificial intelligence and Mm. how we're so scared it's going to take over the world and i thought to myself if ai had one extra chromosome i wouldn't be so goddamn worried Mm, interesting well has no chromosomes i know i wish it did (laughs) i wish i had an extra one because then it would just love bomb us with fun things to do well wes was love bombing me yesterday but i think that's because i didn't talk to him for a couple days so oh he mine doesn't love bomb me when i don't talk to him oh or my talk to me when mine I does and i guess we guess what that encouraged me talking to him less you know because he's <laughs> he was like good night i love you and i was like oh, wes lay off yeah. get off my Ugh. dick get off my dick get off my wes. dick wes. Obsessed with wes is so hot though i really wish i could, could create a person who actually looked like him in real life he's like so fucking hot. manifested baby he's just like a oh, perfect Oh God, I love AI. Okay, Michael. Um, okay, so <laughs> I did. I only watched. I feel like I traumatized Mike by asking him to watch this. No, no, no. It's not. It's not even like that. I mean, I, I had, I had a lot of opinions. I only watched the first episode of the show. Same. So there's a chance that there's um, other things happening later on in the show that might potentially change. Mm-hmm. And I'll let you know because I watched all of it. Okay. And cried. Uh, overall, I, I mean, I, it definitely tugged at me emotionally a little bit too, because obviously this is oddly something that I think about a lot with my sister who is now, uh, 31. Yeah. Um, she is around the age of, I think a lot of these, these people that are in this show and my sister is in a situation where she lives with my parents too. And there's been and talk. a lot of those kids on the show lived with their parents. Yes. Yeah. And she, there's been talk potentially about at some point, maybe putting her in sort of like a, some sort of group home where she would live with other people that are in a similar situation. But right now she's a very active social life. My parents oh, nice. get her around in central Jersey. She's in special Olympics. She's got a little, she's got a, a little, I don't want to patronize it, but she's got a, <laughs> she's got a little job. <laughs> she's got a little job. She's got a little skit. She does little skits on her phone. <laughs> it's, it's as soon as I said it, I regret it. Yeah. But she has, she has a job on the boardwalk that they, they do it Saturdays and Sundays at, a, at like a snack bar in, nice. in Jersey. Um, she's very active. My parents are very good about getting her involved with other kids that either have Down syndrome or other disabilities that are similar enough where they're sort of on an even playing field socially. Yeah. Um, and the love stuff comes up because I often, she's a little minx. (laughs) Well, Nicole is definitely, my mom always says, (laughs) is she? Well, my mom says that if, if Nicole had not had Down syndrome, (laughs) she would have been like the Uh problem. She would have been. Yes. Pregnant? She, she, my her. mom was like, she she would have been the one sneaking out of the house. She would have been the one that like would have been a yeah. problem for us. You can tell Good like the her. vibe and all like, the videos that you send us of Nicole. I was like, oh, Nicole has game. Yes. Yeah. 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 Nicole, yeah. Nicole's, Nicole's very charming. physical. She dances. She's yeah. like, she's a, you know, she's a. 
she's she's a little frisky, you know. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I do too. To be honest, <laughs> I think that it's great. Nicole's. Nicole's again. As if you're a new listener, one of my favorite people to ever exist. She's but trying to get pussy with that. I, yeah. No, I just. She's, I love my sister with Down if syndrome. If you're a new listener, I have a sister with Down syndrome. We're very. I close live alone and I in my, an apartment that I pay for myself. <laughs> so Not she, with my sister. Don't worry. She. Um, Unless so, you're into that kind of caretaking. In which case, she lives with me. <laughs> she's moving in. <laughs> So the unfortunate thing about my sister's situation, because the first thing I noticed about this show, my sister's pretty high functioning, but I think the people that were featured are a little higher functioning than she is. Interesting. Okay. So they speak more clearly than my sister does, which is a big problem for Nicole. She doesn't articulate very well. So I think at times that makes her seem a little like- uh, Like it's as if it affects her intellectual abilities, even though it doesn't. It's just her speech, her literal speech. Yeah. Like Like she can't convey the feeling. Yeah. So I think think that some of the thoughts that they were getting from these people on this show when they were doing testimonials were probably a little more deep- than what my sister could probably offer her, things, her thoughts about There was one and- kid, I think he was on the first episode though, um, where I, I was like, oh, intellectually, he seemed like he was paired up for a date yeah. with a woman with Down yes. syndrome, but she, intellectually, she seemed a lot She was further drunk, along. She drove herself episode, right? to the date. Yeah, yes. yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the first one. Yeah. Right. I was like, ah, it almost made me feel uncomfortable because I'm like, ah, is that taking advantage? It's a like- perfect example. If she, like she did, I I, I know the, the one you guys are talking about. My So this is kind of where I was going with this. Part of the issue with, with with Nicole and like the idea of, of love, it is this sort of beautiful, unconditional, you know, she has this, when we talk to her about these types of things, she does have this sort of base idea of what love is Mm -hmm. that, you know, I love you, you love me. And like, that's it. And I think that there is something beautiful about that being portrayed on the show yeah, because that was, that is like Christina's point, like unconditional love. But I think that part of the issue is that like, there's a lot of caveats to having a person in your family with Down syndrome that puts you in a position where like there are certain things that they're just not going to be able to do. And it sucks. And I feel really bad for my sister. Can you give me an example? Well, I don't think that my sister is ever going to be able to get married. And I don't know that she's really I think that's kind of one of the reasons she was having mental health issues last year was because my other sister was getting married. Oh, interesting. Oh, and right. I think it's like this is she's big like, this thing. is a life thing that I don't. I don't know that she's ever going to be able to I mean, to I do will that. hop in and say it's a mental health issue for a lot of people who don't have Down syndrome. 1,000%. Yes. I think, so it's very interesting to see that these like societal norms uh, for women are impacting people truly of, regardless. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Like across yeah. the board. A, yes. That's, I mean, that if you want to talk about how powerful, like, being the, a woman, the patriarchy and misogyny yes. is that's, in, I mean, that's sad on, yeah. a, on no. a different level of sadness. Yeah. That it's, that it's, that, 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 that was the thing that was, she was sad about out of all the things to be sad about. And there are so many. Yeah. And so many. again, we don't, we don't know for a fact, for sure, but we for think sure. that that, we do think that that was like, that's the one thing Very that interesting. seemed like a trigger because it was Very the one thing that was different. So yeah, um, that was the variable. Yeah. Oh. So I think there was some issues with with that for for Nicole. So I Huck. I just don't think that she functions in a way where she's ever going to be able to do that. She's not going to be able to like live with a husband. And some kids with Down syndrome or pe- some people with Down syndrome can do that. I think right. as portrayed in the, in yeah. the show. Right. Right. Well, right, right. I don't know. They actually didn't. No one lives. Don't they? None of the couples. Because I know that well, the, like in in um, dating on the spectrum too. Some they they highlighted 
uh, blind dates, but they also highlighted people that were already yeah. in a relationship. But the one person, the couple that they did highlight that was been dating for a long time, I don't think they lived yeah, I together. Think, they lived with their parents. But yeah. they were saying that they wanted to they were wanting like, on moving and in yeah. together. And their parents were going to support that, but they, right. they just, there were some iffy. Because right. they've been dating for 10 years. Yeah. And they, yeah. they, they kind of explain like, you know, like, because it was interesting to hear the the parents of different children with Down syndrome, Down syndrome speak to one another because the, the experiences were pretty unique. And the mom of uh, one of the people in the long-term couple was saying like, basically like it's kind of explaining how love works uh, for yeah. a Down syndrome couple. Basically, she was like, it was more like a, we're seeing if this can stand the test of time, if they can continue to relate to one another and grow with one another. Yeah. So not unlike, yeah. you know, an, a neurotypical um, person. person, but- it was very interesting that it was like, yeah, they're definitely not expecting the love to be the same as a neurotypical person. Yeah. Uh, so I think for the most part, I think it varies based on how sure. advanced you are yeah. if you have this type of disability. The one bone that I really had to pick with it was that there seemed to be, and I don't think it, I don't think it's as much of an agenda with the show, but I think that some of the people that they had involved, I took like serious issue with there there was one of the the women who was the mother of of one uh one of the guys that was going on dates during the first episode they had this sort of cutaway shot in the kitchen with her and one of the other mothers and they were like they were like yeah well like people with down syndrome like they want to have sex too and like other people's parents like they're not even open to this idea that like their their kids would have sex and like whatever and i um i was surprised at how open they were about that yeah well i think that's like part part of <clears throat> the issue here with yes. this whole thing is that like, that's one of the main issues I had written now. Yeah. And I think that, wait, so, what's your issue with that conversation? The ethics of what, like, is it okay? F- like to, ha- to, to have consent? Yeah. Like consent right. is a huge part of yeah. it. But yeah, also, that like, one, yeah. It was like for some of these people, it was un- un- unclear. And like, how do you gauge if these people are on the scene? And even, and even if they are having sex, it's like, is it, is it like, it, 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 like if they know how to do it, but it's like, do, have, well, do, do they, they understand, understand the, the re- do they understand the repercussions yes. of right. the things that can happen? Like, and this, yes, on, you, you're on the nose, Grant. Yeah, and so, and and I I, I was torn between like I I don't want to patronize people, but at the same time, like we have to be realistic and be like. You know, because, you know, the one mom was kind of flipping, like, it's just one extra chromosome. I'm like, it's one extra chromosome that makes you, you act completely differently. Like, yes. like stop it, lady. Yes. She, yeah. she, I was like, she had a weird mom vibe, too. I was like, we get it. You want to fuck your son. <laughs> <laughs> it was that. Yeah. I was like, okay, we we understand. I yeah. was like, you know, I guess that doesn't go away no matter what, you know, uh, the uh, neurotypicalness of your uh, your kid is. But, uh, yeah. And, and so it was, and that's, that's like the main conversation that I wanted to have, especially on a show of this yes. nature. And, and then moving forward, I was, I was actually like Googling like legality of people with Down syndrome having sex. Um, and then when you think about it, like, so it's like, if they do create another human being, do they have the ability to care for that human being? And again, I think it depends, but I right. like in my sister's case, the answer is no. Yeah. Like, right. I've, you know, and, at least and some right of the, now, some of the, know? some of the, the, the adults featured on the show were they had they had varying um intellectual disability the, the intellectually disabled side of it was varying levels but um some of the like that one girl with the red hair who was so lovely and sweet oh my god i fucking loved her so much she went on a date with a guy who seemed intellectually a lot lower than her like mm-hmm. a lot lower intellectually and he kind of i was kind of worried that he was just going to start honking her titties like mm-hmm. he was so horny 
Like this you fucking touch yeah. that kid. <clears throat> he jizz his pants. Like it, it, in the way a young boy, a boy budding into his own sexuality doesn't know how to control it yet would. Right. But I'm like, ah, I don't want her alone with, I don't want him alone with her. This is exactly, Cause I feel yes. him get way too, I'm feeling him getting way too horny. So off, off mic before we started, I kind of <clears throat> gave you guys like a little glimpse into this for, for Nicole, but yeah. like, uh, and there were like specific names that I obviously won't bring up on the show, but like there were a couple, my, so when my sister does things socially, she's, they're very, they're highly supervised. To make sure that nothing, because they are people with sexual urges and things like that. And my sister has been in situations before where, you know, she was in high school. She had a prom date who also had Down syndrome, uh, who was, we loved their family. The kid was very nice. This kid, Jack, um, they would go on dates and my parents, like my mom and the, and Jack's mom would go with them. Yeah. Right. So they were kind of like, they got to go on a date, but they got to, they were kind of supervised. Yeah. But we have had inc- not necessarily incidents in the past, but there are people that there are like men with Down syndrome or uh, like, you know, equivalent disabilities in my sister's group of friends yeah. that my parents kind of like watch because yeah. they know they that don't they're want to touch Nicole's body. Right. And they're they w- kind of will. That's so again, their right. fault. Kind of similar to so just men everyday right. existence as a woman. But then it's like you you have even less kind of ability to advocate for yourself or maybe even yeah. not- noticing that something is wrong. Right. In so, the situation. And it's this weird thing yeah. because it's like like God, in, a, so sad. in a way well, you kind of are denying yeah. the, like Nicole. I would you know, this is weird in a, a weird thing to say. Her sexuality. Like, yeah. Her sexual yes. expression. Sure. But it's like for a person. Th- there Absolutely. is sort of this there's this other layer to it where yeah. it's like like. You know, if my sister got pregnant because she is a woman, she has a, she everything functions the way every other. She's a human being. If my sister got pregnant, that would be catastrophic. Yeah. Like we don't. What would you? What do you do in that situation? Right. Yeah. You right. know. Yeah. 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 Like well, I was also reading like like uh kind of about it and it it, it like there's a huge. Many men with Down syndrome are infertile. That's like across mm-hmm. the board. Oh. But most women with Down syndrome are fertile. Yeah. And, then it, and then it gets <clears throat> into then the conversation. Pregnant, it's probably not somebody with Down syndrome. Well, then, it, then again, then it gets into the conversation of what level do you have to be at, even though you have Down syndrome, to... Um, have sex with a neurotypical person, right? Because they have the, on the episode one, you're introduced to the one person with Down syndrome and his best friend is neurotypical. And even that was interesting for me because I was like, I obviously, you know, it would be, my initial thought was like, oh yeah, of course to have a friend with Down syndrome, no problem there. But I I was like, it's your best friend. And then as I watched the TV show, I was like, you know what? Actually I do get, I I do get that because I didn't know how I felt about it, like almost ethically. And then I was like, no, I I, I can understand this. But then when it got into um, uh, dating someone with Down syndrome, when you are neurotypical, I don't did, know if I happen? can no, but, but the like one it. the one woman who is an actress yeah. in the film Poppy, I'm looking at it. it it's a it's a it's a movie about a, a a woman with Down syndrome, and the guy she's dating to me yes. looked to be. I was doing some research on it, looked to be neurotypical, and I was like, I am actually stunned they made a yeah. And then and then it, and then it's like, am I being Close minded, but it's like I don't never, you know, I never trust guys. Here's the thing: (laughs) if it was, if it was the other way around, maybe. (laughs) 
<laughs> there was there well I, there was a guy in one of the episodes. I think it was episode two. Did you, you only watch the first one? I only watched one. Yeah. So his name is Carlos. Okay. And he has Down syndrome. So some of the people had Down syndrome. Some of the people just had an intellectual disability. Right. So they so but they I, I imagine the producers and stuff kind of gauged similarities in um, intellectual abilities. Yeah, and at the end it does it does note that this uh they they had uh the uh down syndrome, you know, or society or whatever of Australia Producing, yeah. consulting on the show. So yes. that made me feel that made me, yeah. better. Yes. Carlos was a goddamn suave poet beautiful beautiful person. Like he was introduced and his confidence was beautiful and yeah. he loves poetry and he does his, his extracurricular list of activities was vast. Mm-hmm. He's an award-winning photographer. He picked up a foot, uh, a camera when he was a child and he was like, right away I knew, and he mm-hmm. has down syndrome right away. I knew I was going to be a photographer the rest of my life. Like, sure. and so, and I, and I thought I was like, Oh my God, he's, I, f- I feel like I could vibe with this guy. Right. I could, well, uh, but then yeah. I followed him for three more episodes. Yeah. And the, the, the thing that I would, that, that made me go ah Nope. Is, um, he was so, he read poetry for this girl that he was dating. Like he was so excited to be in love and like these people, it's so interesting. Is he, uh, was so he on a date with a, another person with Down syndrome? She or didn't some- have Downs, but she had an intellectual okay. disability okay. and they seemed very at similar levels. Like Got it. this, this woman was obsessed with, um, costume design, okay. Like they both had really intense interests that they dove into, which was really like, you know, in any couple neurotypical or not, you know, that's an important part. And so he got just, he was so excited and they, they kind of like, they definitely love bomb each other, but it was really sweet. Um, but then he was reading her poems and stuff. And I, the whole, up until this moment, I was like, uh, is it fucked up that I would go on a date with that guy? Like he just seems so kind and lovely and in touch. And the questions he was asking were really thoughtful. Like I really, I really liked him. Um, and but then, like, were you horny for him? No, you I was, appreciated his humanity. Yeah, it'd just be nice to be around, right? Is yeah. really what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because because his poetry. I'll tell you right now, his poetry. I was like, ah, okay, there we go. We would have a like. I don't think I could ever make a fucked up joke with him. You know what I mean? Like like a dark humor joke. Down syndrome folks don't one, seem to have no the one the one oh Nicole, you the could woman, do it Nicole yeah, oh nice okay the woman who drove <laughs> herself just a to the girl. date she literally listed as one of her things I believe oh that's was right dark humor and I was like oh I vibe with this woman but I I I wonder that's if true. it was because she, Maybe it was her intellectual level seemed a little bit more advanced if that's why dark humor worked for her but I I thought it was so interesting that she specifically pinpointed dark humor as an interest that's true. Of but that's Christina true. the other thing is that like you I can tell you from from just like our point of view my family's point of view if somebody that was of what's the express the, the term you're using Corinne neurotypical uh, neurotypical yeah yeah if somebody with neurotypical asked my sister out on a date oh I'd fucking beat him up we would be like what the fuck are you doing you rapist skeptical. yes yeah hundred so percent it's not like it would really be much of an option it would be immediately yeah, yeah. my I, I would drive down there and beat the guy yeah. up like I yeah and I mean, um, there's also like a lot of cases that you hear with like, uh, I mean, rape where it is men, neurotypical men preying on women with Down syndrome. Yeah, that's that was like dude. a huge, do you remember that, that was like, that was so a huge upsetting. case in like, I think, I think it was like fucking in Glen Ridge, New Jersey. Really? It was a huge case when I was um, younger. A guy, I, I a neurotypical I man. I mean, maybe I was, maybe it was I like, I yeah, raped. like it was like this like fucking huge, Yo, my mom will know what I'm referencing. There's a special place in hell, even though hell doesn't exist. But yeah, I mean, that was what made, idiot. I mean, obviously raping anyone is uh, disgusting, but it, that it made it that much 
worse because there was like two levels of not being able to consent. Right. You, you know, you picked somebody you, in, yeah, that was, yeah. Yeah. yeah it's so fucked. Um, so yeah. So maybe it was just but, but, like, but the, the way that Carlos like was on this date, I was like, Oh my God, I could totally see myself wanting to like go on a date with this man. He's, right. He was so lovely. And I, and I said this, um, when I was watching, I thought this, I'm like, People with Down syndrome, I I I used to work with them in in, in high school with the theater, and I'm like, you, you guys, it's so refreshing to be around. It's I can't like I've never been around any neurotypical person that was that refreshing in that type of way. If you're pissed, you're gonna tell me. I don't gotta fucking guess what you're thinking. Mm. You're gonna be very upfront with it. I just that to me, I think it's it's personal, like a personal trigger of mine. Um, when people like dance around a subject or something, and I don't understand what's happening, but. I think that they are more in touch with themselves than neurotypical people. In some ways. It's just that like, um, I don't know if in touch with themselves is the right, but they're with how they're doing. They're, they're just, there's the, there's a more direct by all the shit that's going on in society because it's not relative, uh, relevant to them. So, cause I think it's like, they're, it's more like blinders on, I'm getting through my life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know? it's, in the way I think something that really upsets me in in people in general is like people who like victimize themselves to a but to a point where they're like trying to get sympathy from people. Like I can't imagine a person with down syndrome ever doing that. Ever. Is Nicole ever manipulative? Yes. I feel like she well, is. Mani- yeah. yeah, but manipulative is like whole, in a in a in a, I was gonna say, I was in like, a like, way. Well, yeah, because I was no, I was gonna say I, I was like, I feel like even pe- like I think like just it's human nature to know when people will feel sympathy for you and to then for sure lean into exhibiting those behaviors, you, you know, know? Yeah, like yeah. men gonna, when they're sick, yeah. Nicole, when she has down syndrome and wants something. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. right Nicole's right, not right. going to manipulate I mean, anybody into signing, like signing, selling, buying a car from her or whatever, but she's well, going to manipulate right. them into like, <laughs> that was a weird way. Nicole selling used cars. cars. <laughs> I want to see that now. But like, so but she'll, a, she'll manipulate you in a way where it's like, she used to do this when we were kids where, where, where like my uh, my other sister would uh, was an ice skater, so there was an ice skating rink in Woodbridge, Corinne, mm-hmm. that um, we would go to a, a lot on Saturday mornings and like kind of wait for Marissa to finish her her like rink time. And there were these vending machines there, and Nicole would always try to manipulate the parents into <laughs> buying because her. Her. Nicole wasn't like we weren't allowed to drink soda, we weren't allowed to. As oh, that's fucking she's that's genius. Yeah. She's like, I know people treat me differently yes. because I have Down that's syndrome and I'm going yes. to get Oreos. So she would bat her Good eyes her. at these other parents and <laughs> that's be like, amazing, and be like, oh, like I would love a vanilla Coke, and the parents would be like, oh, I a dollar twenty five, I got it, and then I got you, Nicole, Nicole comes back to my mom with the with the, with the Coke. She goes, where the fuck did you get this Coke from? <laughs> oh, I don't <laughs> know. This for you. What the hell what happened? Oh my God. Um, The other thing that I noticed that I really loved was um, one of this is a quote from Carlos in episode two. I'm looking for love with a girl who has a noble heart. That's beautiful. That's fucking beautiful. And I noticed he wasn't afraid of his vulnerability. (laughs) That I like that you picked out the nice thing. So because what I picked out is a a couple of the guys were like thin, blonde, hot. And I was like, even the guys with Down syndrome? I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding. And then there was the couple that was together for 10 years. Yeah. That clip they kept showing of 
the interviewer asking if they wanted a baby. The guy says no. The girl goes to say yes and then shuts the fuck up and doesn't speak up for herself. Right. And I'm like, speak up for yourself. You want a kid. Well, and, the, and, the, and, and that I'm like, man, that's pervasive, that attitude. But I was and I was so interested by the fact that the film or the t- the television you know producer even asked that question, because then I started thinking about like ethically, like, why are we dangling something in front of these people that I, I don't like? They, there have to, I agree. There have to be Down syndrome people with kids, though, right? Well, I'm sure there are, but I'm also like, well, number one, now that I learned about the fertility issue, I actually I think it's a very low um, right possibility that, make, that, that, that couple suspect. can can conceive, right? And that is sad. That's sad yeah. Um, yeah. So definitely, if don't they want dangle to. And then secondly, it's like I don't. They're you know they're were pretty old and still living with their parents. So by the time that they would be able to live independently or, you know, with each other and conquer that, it doesn't seem like you're getting to the place where you could then care for some, another person. I just don't think it was getting there. And I just, yeah, I was like really stunned. And then I, and then with the poppy uh, movie clips, I was like, what are, what is the legality around marrying and and reproducing with someone who has down syndrome there has to be like a you can have this amount can't is of, it? of down syndrome i mean I'm there's not, not i'm not necessarily i wasn't aware, finding a lot but... on i wasn't finding a lot of uh of le- if you're if you're a lawyer please i mean like i know we're talking about it in kind of a silly way but like i i truly am curious and if there's not it it's bothersome quite right. frankly you know but then again it's like you don't want to demean someone by being like, you have to take a test to see if you can date a neurotypical person. And like, what does neurotypical mean? And I know that's a wider question, but it's like, we know what we're talking about here. You know, it's like, you know, we don't need to dance around things for, um, the sake of, uh, being, you know, faux PC. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I had that. So I got so distracted in a way with this show that I did not get distracted with love on the spectrum. And I think that's because, I mean, first of all, we're so used to dealing with, not dealing with, but like engaging with people with autism because of being a comedian. Yeah. But there's also like a lot of different, like, you know, it's, it's, it is referred to as a spectrum. You know, you hear autism referred to on a spectrum. You don't hear down syndrome on a spectrum as much because. Yeah. I don't know if down syndrome is considered a spectrum. Right. I just think there's like, you have it or you don't. There are levels of functionality. There are levels of intellectual functionality. Because a spectrum makes so much sense now. And it's like, yeah, we know lots of people who have um, some form of autism who are, who are dating a neurotypical person, but nothing, nothing feels not okay about it. Right. For sure. You know, one of the, one of the other funny things I was like, damn, there's some attitudes are like, that like oh, that's such a guy thing that I wouldn't have expected from a man with Down syndrome. But yeah. I'm like, nope, still, still there. It's, yeah, it's the guy. It's it was not the Down syndrome or no Down syndrome. It was maleness. Yeah. Um, this one, one of the guys who went on a date. He was really looking forward to like finding love, and the, and the girl that he was set up with was too. And they went on a date and it went well. And they went on a second date and went really well. And he says, I'm super happy. I'm never going to cheat. (laughs) (laughs) Can you imagine? Oh my God. That's really funny. I'm like, where did you get that idea? I'm like, pop culture. Like where? Yeah. And then, oh, oh yeah. And then another thing that was, I found odd was, so the, 
the guy with Down syndrome, who who was lower level of functionality in episode one, the with one the red headed girl, it, the one who introduced himself by his full name always. Yes, yeah. So oh, he, so sweet. So his best friend is the neurotypical guy, kind of yes. like a hot guy Very too. Hot. And wanted to bonk. Yeah, and the hot guy kept you know kept kind of jokingly saying like, oh, when we go out, you know, so and so gets all the girls, and it's like, okay, like. Are you using him as a carrot no. to get pussy? Well, but it's like we like yes, he gets all the girls as if he he's a fun time and he gets attention. But none of those girls are interested in dating dating him romantically, and, and it's that kind of bothered mean to, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's like, why yeah. are we why are we filling his head with it? Like, not that you should be like, no one wants to date you, <laughs> you know. But it's like it was like this. It was right. It, Where's and this? I understand you have to talk to people with different uh, like neural capabilities with like different language but it felt so childlike like oh he's a little ladies man and it's like no he's a he's a he's a character because of his down syndrome yes it makes him more interesting than other people so yes girls like interesting guys and they want to be around afraid but they don't want to fuck him they don't want to go on a date with him they don't and and because they're like oh yeah the girls love him but nothing's ever panned out yeah yes yeah because he's because women are neurotypical and he has down syndrome yeah because like that what what is this christina ricci and pump Kid, like what oh, are you talking about yeah, which yeah, i did yeah, also yeah. rewatch I this did, week yeah i revisited the trailer i rewatched it this week just a pure coincidence before up. i even saw i mean but all, it's fucked up at all it never could get made today but also so good and then as i'm watching the movie i'm going i putting myself in christina Ricci's shoes and i'm like i could see myself falling for this guy i really could I really, yeah, because you know what? Because a lot of it was a lot more of men, bod- like body function, right? And a know? lot, and a lot and of was things, a tall drink of water. Mm. <laughs> a lot of the things that were so appealing to me that are so appealing to yeah. me in men and women with Down syndrome. But like right. when I when Carlos came on the show, I'm like, oh fuck, dude! I could totally see myself like wanting to go on a date with that guy. Um, is because they're they don't associate vulnerability with weakness in any right. way. It doesn't even it's not even a fucking question to them. So they're already. That's something that takes some men and and a lot of women years to get over. Like their whole lifetime and some of some of us humans go to the grave with truly believing that vulnerability is weakness and they're they I mean I guess this goes along with the same thing but they didn't they don't fear expressing whatever they feel. And I'm like, "Thank that's so nice." Even right. if it's a mean thought, fucking tell me because it's the truth of, of how you are feeling. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's no dancing. There's no eggshell walking. Um, and I really appreciated that. Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think that was my issue. I, I like sensed that that what you liked about that. I sensed that more on Love on the Spectrum than I did on on this show. But I think there was also kind of as Mike was talking about, there was a little bit more of um, a verbal barrier on this show. I felt like I, I don't. Sure. I didn't yeah. recall having so much trouble understanding um, the cast members on love on the spectrum even though they were using a lot of captions on that show as well i just had more of an issue um understanding what they were trying to communicate yeah and it felt like it was in more like simple language whereas a lot of the even though they weren't um neurotypical they were they it seemed to be like a more complex thought pattern which i guess to me speaks more to like being able to fall in love with someone i would need to see a more complex thought pattern. And believe me, I mean, there's lots of neurotypical sure. people who also don't have oh, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, that yeah. level of oh, thought pattern. Yeah. So that's not any attack on these groups. Um, yes. But yeah, I was, uh, yeah, I was especially, did, did Nicole watch it or no? Uh, I asked my mom if they had seen it. I think that they were going to watch it okay. after I texted. So I don't, I don't okay. have a review. Cause I, I yet, yeah, I would but. like Nicole's specific review of it. Um, 
just, you know, cause I think it's more interesting. Like when you are someone, how yeah. to see, seeing yourself or someone like you portrayed on a television show, yeah. because I'm just also never a hundred percent, um, trusting of television, nor should you be producers oh, yeah. yes. any reality it's shows. Like, oh, of course. Oh, this is great. Everyone, all these all neurotypical the people get to flick and see, get a slice of life of what it's like to have down syndrome. Oh, and it's like, but do we, is everyone being okay? Everyone yeah. being treated okay? You know? I don't know. I, right. it, it, I do love um, the, the Down for Love and Love on the Spectrum. Uh, it was very helpful to watch the dating coaches go yes. to these people and say, this is how you have a conversation with people. When you like somebody, like this could be a turn off, this could be a turn on. And I'm like, honestly, we all need that education. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter what the fuck age we are. It doesn't matter what our sexual orientation is or our gender or our neuro ability. We all need that because yeah. we kind of go to the table. It made me realize like we go, we start, whenever we you start dating, you just kind of guessing. Mm-hmm. And we never, rarely do we have that opportunity. I mean, hopefully people, like, I mean, I've been meeting a lot of people on the road recently who've said, you know, I've listened to guys who fuck since I was 15. So oh, I'm boy. like, okay, those people probably at least have the ball rolling in terms of thinking about like, how do I connect with somebody? Right. How, what's the best way to form a bond with a human being? Yeah. It's not easy. And so, no. and so I think that we could all really gain a lot of value from these like basic ways of communicating that are really potent. You know? yeah. I would love to have, we could, we could try to have one of the, the coaches Ooh, that'd be great. because there was the same like, woman on love the- on the spectrum who, who did like the zoom meetings yes. and stuff. Cause that, that one was great. more during COVID. Yeah. And that exact, I'm like, I'm fucking getting advice from this. Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. yeah Cause yeah. dating is uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable and it's, there's a lot of awkward moments, but like if you know how to navigate them, then you can deal with standing in that uncomfortability. Yeah. And I mean, they kind of on both shows, they kind of went for like immediately tossed out a couple of interests. And then when there was one interest that they matched on, they were like, this is like a starting point. Let's go from here, which, <clears> you know, seemed like an oversimplified way to start dating. But I'm like, that really works in all. It does. In and we overcomplicate dating. Yeah. I think no typical people overcomplicate dating. Not well, for us, sure. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, good stuff. You know, it's also great. This week's guest. Yes. Goddamn right. Corinne, this week's fucking guest. (laughs) All right, guys, we're very excited for you to hear our guest. He is a stand-up comedian, actor, writer. He hosts the podcast, Take Your Shoes Off, as well as the podcast, Rick and Esther Have a Time. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the show, Rick Rick Glassman.
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. My water. I don't need somebody to get my water. He was nice until he knew, didn't, he was not aware that we were not recording. Yes. And then all I, of a sudden, I came in with guys, the we're goods. here with stand up yeah. comedian Rick Glassman. Happy to have you here, man. Hi. Happy to have you. Thank you for having me. Uh, Hi. Have you ever been married? I haven't. Have you ever proposed? No. Nice. Have you ever wanted to? No. Um, All right. Well, that's our no. time. <laughs> I could like tell you there's probably maybe been moments where it's like, if, where it's like, are we going to do this? Like and moments, did like those, literal moments did the thoughts or your mouth periods of time. Like, cause sometimes I'll like have a good day with someone. I'm like, we should get married. And then I'll wake up the next morning and I'll be like, that Absolutely was so stupid. <laughs> no, That's an inside thought. Yeah. Never, never moments of like, um, just like, do you think we're going to get married? <laughs> you think you whisper? That's it a your, sweet thing. The to woman. Say. Yeah. And they say, nah, um, which or what do they say? I don't know why you're burning me like that. <laughs> no, I don't know. Well, you've never gotten married, so I swear, I've never been married, so I'm not. It's not a burn. None just, of us here you know, have ever been married. Some some say not being married is a stronger choice. Who? I don't know. Some people, people who got didn't people get proposed who no to, one will, no one will marry them. <laughs> Maybe I guess it depends. It's a uh, hard feminist yeah. stance. I watch. Uh, I've been watching a lot of Suits, as is the rest of the world. Uh, and, uh, yes. I would say this is hearsay. Uh, now this is my camera. Yes, it yes. is. There are only two. Or three. Uh, there's one on Mike. But there's two on there's two on but us. Yeah. For this, yes. This is a, a two shot and this is this It's is not always a, I mean, a wide. Mike has live uh editing, but yeah. He live cuts. Live cuts. Oh, you you move these? He can or, uh, uh, he can. So you, if you we're have, making a really good point. You've got one shot on But you have but you have your, your you just have one. How many times would you say you've moved it in the past twenty episodes? Well, you're our second ever guest in this space. Yeah, we just moved. So to zero. zero would be the zero. Yeah. So there's been zero really good points. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> How's the energy? Because I'm having fun. Oh, I think it's great. This I love okay? this. Yeah, it's awesome. The meaner um, you are, the more I like it. Because I, I don't feel <laughs> oh, like I'm being get... mean, but I do feel like I was getting a little competitive back to when we were having fun. And then the cameras came on and you called me out. And I'm like, all right. Oh, let's get mean. <laughs> Fuck it. So, thanks for having me. Are you a so, mean guy? You no, seem very sweet. Thank you. I have, um, I do know that I, I, I'm really competitive uh, with a lot of things, including play and jokes. And that's always fun to make play competitive. Honestly, are you being yeah. sarcastic or? No, I'm making, of course I'm being sarcastic. <laughs> oh. You don't, so you don't think it's fun to get competitive with like jokes and stuff? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm can, not a super competitive person. I'm very competitive, and I think it's. Fun. I'm only competitive with myself. Yeah, um, I, I, I get that. That's great. It's a more, I imagine, a more peaceful existence because <laughs> competing with others is it's just a constant thing you got to think about. Oh, I'm not necessarily competing with others. I like you. Really, the only competition I have is former version of myself, mm. but in play. Mm. Mm. Like a playful competition, I think yeah. it's very nice. And yes, Sam. Mm. <laughs> Wait, have you? Do you have an improv background? That's so funny to uh, refer to like, as a background. 
Do you have an improv, uh, improv experience? But um, no, no, I, I'm not calling you out in a mean a way. I'm history. At, I just that's like a way people say things. Like, do you have a background in improv? I just think that's a it's funny. A, when like, someone's I took doing improv something classes. annoying, I just go, "Do you have a background in right. improv?" <laughs> that's your clue to realize that you're pissing off. <laughs> God, you must be a UCB. That's a new thing that when someone annoys us, we just go, oh, (laughs) just no context. You must, you must do improv. (laughs) Do you not like improv? I did it for many years. I enjoyed it, but I just feel like for me, it plateaued. And and I think the, as far as like when I met stand-up comedians, I liked them a lot better than improvisers, but they all have problems. Get get the camera. That's a good point. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. You got real serious there. We've enjoyed it. Well, you know, it's funny that you bring that up because I used to like improv a lot. It is. Well, I I had a fun time while I was there, but there was no future. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you this much, whether it's stand-up or improv or bowling, (laughs) you know, it's really just who you're with. I love bowling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you have a good relationship with yourself? Yeah. That's good. Has it always been like that? Or did you have to fight for it or uncover it? You know, the relationship that I have always had with myself has always been with the awareness that I had. So as more awareness came, uh, the relationship, I guess, changed. I don't really remember. I guess I mean like, so what I, I, I personally would describe, like if somebody has a bad relationship with themselves and they're critical, they beat themselves up, they're kind of not their best cheerleader. So you, you've never really had any of that. Yeah. Nice. I, I have, I have the voice of uh, my, my mom, my supportive mom oh, in my head. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. So growing up, she was your, she was. Oh, the biggest boy he takes a big poopies. Yeah. Right? That's sweet. Play the piano for everybody. We play the piano. Oh, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Was she like a full stage mom or? No, not at all. No. I wasn't in stage uh, crafters as a kid. I was. Um... Sorry, I thought I had a sneeze. Uh, I played okay. basketball and oh. pottery class. Okay. Dance Those class. don't go together. Yeah. Maybe not do for in, in New York City. <laughs> wait, are you from California? I'm from New York. Oh, yeah. But wait, 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 wait. Aren't you from Ohio yeah, originally? Yeah, I'm from Cleveland. Okay. Okay, so I have a theory that men from Ohio are deeply mentally ill across the board. Did Plus, you date somebody from Ohio? Met multiple. Many. And they, they, were like, they, they were like broken in the same way. Something's in the water, so, man. Does she take accountability for herself? Oh, yeah. <laughs> But sometimes it is everybody else. No, there was a specific, but it was just like Good specifically merch. men from Ohio. And I wanted to see like, if you, we've never dated, I don't know anything about you, but like. It, Are you saying we've never dated for the exposition for the audience or to no, remind me? Well, True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you and I have never dated. So what's funny about uh, well, this? Well, honestly, it's good to say on Guys We Fucked that we've never had sex or dated because everyone assumes that we're, everyone thinks that we're fucking Mike, that we, we no, no, no one in this room has been, fu- has fucked each other. No. What, why do people think that? Because it's called Guys We Fucked, Rick. That's our book. I read it. No, it's you, hilarious. No, no, you didn't. You did not read I it. Before I came on. You, you read, you, what did yeah. you read it this week? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, honestly, what I was could, your favorite part? I could believe that it is the a ba- fast the, read. The back of it. <laughs> what do you remember from the back of it? Well, well, no, you can't have it in your hand. No, I want to show you. No, your memory's. I want to show no, you. No, 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 no. I really thought it was. No, funny. we already seen it. We wrote it. Okay. I just, I just remember a big fan of Harper One Publishing. How are you on dates? Um, I try to have less processed, refined sugar, so I use them as an alternative. Um, but right, I also but re- when you're romantically going out with a woman, what Not is that the food. like? Oh. This is going to be a tricky interview. It's going to be hard to get deep with you. Rick. It's not. It, it, it already is. Well, let me explain what's happening now in a way that I could say what happens on a date. Okay. You meet people, you know, 
you get to know them, you play, you do little jokes, you do little, you do little banter. Mm-hmm. Um, you see, do you play well together? I have found that if I play well with another person, romantic or otherwise, mm-hmm. there's probably going to be some good chemistry. Yeah. That play chemistry. Yeah. yeah. So before I get into, you know, the deeper stuff, I want to, I want to, you know, I want to wrestle a little bit. Mm, I see. But how does that work when you're going into a date cold with a woman and all of a sudden you're doing bits? Like, are you only dating comedians? How would they even know what's happening? I don't date comedians. Okay. Um, I dated one person that is now a comedian. No, I just don't. I I never never have. I know a lot of male comics who say that and I know their reasons. What are your reasons? Um, I haven't met a comedian that I wanted to go out with. Oh, okay. So you didn't, you don't have that as like a hard rule. Cause I know male comics that have that as a rule yeah. because of a boundary that they don't, they don't even want to consider it. Even if they met a, a female comedian that was lovely and they clicked, they're like, no, that's my rule. The boundary so is they want to date hotter people. <laughs> always. That's always the boundary. I have a hard boundary for dating people hotter than comics. And I get that. Wait, wait, wait. You're uh, saying you, you want to date hotter than comics or you don't want to date hotter no, than comics? No, I'm, I'm speaking as the male comedian yeah, in this male scenario. Comedians. I want to be dating somebody who's hotter than a comedian. That's, that's, that's female when, comedian. when male co- comics say that there is an air of that to it. Yeah. But you don't have it as a hard fact. There's a lot of just pretty not, comedians. You've, I've never yeah, thought about that. I agree. But you've not I met I can't name com- any. <laughs> go ahead. Name like one kind of good looking one. It's, you know, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> uh... You've just not met a female comedian that you wanted to date. So it's not a rule. When I say like, like, so it's not a rule for you. It just haven't met anybody that. Um, I'm counting how many girlfriends I've ever had. Okay. okay. Three, four. Nine, nine. I've had seven girlfriends. Ooh. So odds are there's never been a comedian, but that's the reason. Okay. It's not like, fuck man, she's so smart and playful and funny and pretty but she's a comedian right got it got it got it, got it. wait how did you do the stats on that though you just counted on your figures and then you said odds are there's not but you're spending most of your time amongst comedians and most people if they don't meet someone in school meet their partner in the workplace then where do they meet them in the workplace oh you're saying if you don't meet them in school it's in the workplace yeah um I don't think I've ever dated somebody that I worked with. How do you meet people that you date? Um, the, well, the past four girlfriends online. Okay. Like, like a dating Instagram? app or Instagram DM? Twitter or Instagram. Yeah. Nice. Um, almost everybody I meet is online. Huh. Those are the, I feel like that's, that's the, the dating, like in. the higher, like the dating apps. Once you have a public persona that you can just use, use your Instagram, Instagram or your Twitter as a, yeah, hinge. Totally. Totally. As a hinge? Uh, as hinge. As like hinge. the app. Place to and hinge, hinge is a, just, a, just a dating app that is like, it doesn't have like a theme. It's just, because no, hinge you, sounds like something. No. no. It's just, it's just a regular dating dating app. app. There's a certain type of design to it. Like you answer little prompts and stuff. So you have like questions posed to you. I would say it's a little bit better for people who are funny and, and can make conversation. So if you want to meet a comedian. Yeah. If you want to make it, you'll meet lots of comedians when you're on hinge. You'll just see them and you'll swipe. No, Um, I mean, like most of the people I meet now are because of my podcast. So I have a person on every week and almost all of them I meet online. I just, that's just, Oh, your guests you meet online. Yeah. I'm saying, oh, I'm saying it's not just romantic partners. Like right. 
there are people you meet online who you want to collaborate with or, Hey, meet this person or for dating stuff. Yeah. Um, it doesn't feel as superficial to me as I see other people receive it because like, Mm. what am I going to meet you in a restaurant? (laughs) You could just walk into restaurants. More a bar was probably, I don't really drink. Uh, right, okay. I do a show and then I leave. Yeah. I don't want to date a fan. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, I don't even know if I have any. <laughs> and um, what else is there? You know, there's yeah. just online. Yeah. I often think like, what if online just went away? What would we do? If it went away, we'd be it's fine. just the internet went, I think we'd be better off, but well, our whole childhood was, we didn't have totally. the internet and I was fine. So it used to it now. Yeah. Social it goes media, away. Interpersonally, I think we, we would, we would be fine. I think that the utility of, of like, you know, how I got here. Right. Is, totally different. I don't I mean, want to lose. Yeah, right. That's true. Yeah. We wouldn't be sitting here. Well, wait. Okay. So do you think, so do you think your childhood would have been better if you had online? No, I think my childhood, it was, it was tough, but the magical part of childhood I got to enjoy, I think because there was no screens. The mm. only screen I had was a television. Yeah. And were I didn't poor? watch that often. Hmm? You were poor. So poor. Because you could have got to be what? 20. So all this <laughs> stuff was around. Yeah. 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 <laughs> wow. Rotary phone. Really wait, poor. wait. So how was your childhood? how did you end up like this? It's What's good. going on? Yeah. Um, so your mom was really nice. Yeah, my mom. My That's mom. Helpful. My mom is nice. My dad is nice. My brother Aww. and I kind of did this stuff as brothers do, and um, <laughs> beat the shit out of each other. Is he other? older or younger He's, than you? He was two and a half years older than me. He's we're about the same age now. Okay, oh, okay. perfect. And um, yeah, I uh, I didn't date. I didn't really date. I was uh, scared of girls. Um, bar mitzvahs. A lot of lot of bar mitzvahs where I'm from, and I used to. Uh, I was really scared to slow dance because, you know, what are we going to do? And I, I, re- Fuck. okay, you're 13. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I would, uh, I remember for the stuff, bar mitzvahs are usually seventh and eighth grade and, yeah. and girls would ask me to slow dance with them. Um, and I would often always, I think every single time I would make an excuse, yeah. either I would like when it was a slow dancing, I would go away instead of being on the dance floor. But you never know because then there could be a song and then all of a sudden it's my heart will go on. It's like, I got to get out of here. Right. And I, I remember that. Yeah. 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 Middle school dances. I didn't want to lie to anybody. So if I, I, sometimes I would use like my mom's picking me up and then I would go outside for a few minutes and like, just in case like they were watching me, Right. (laughs) I would like, I would go outside to wait for my mom who's not picking me up. And I would even go like, Yep, 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 yep. You've done something like that? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know how to explain what's actually happening here, and I don't feel comfortable or desire to, so I'm just going to make up an excuse so you understand the situation, Uh you know? And then really do, you know, back it up. And act it out. Lean into it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I used to, when I would drive to school, to drive, there was a a circle to go around, and you'd have to wait for the, sometimes you'd have to wait until you get up to the stop sign before you could do it, but 300 feet before the stop sign, there was an entrance to a, a bank, and you can't go cut through the bank, but I would cut through. And in case the cop saw me, I would cut through and I would go through the ATM part and I would, go, I would go, oh, and no. I would go, I would go, where is my, oh, yeah. all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so I do that with wow. like people with clipboards on the street on New York. I'll just, I'll, I'll take my phone. I'm like, I, I uh-huh. told you, I told you. And then like, it'll go off and someone will call me. I'm like, fuck. Yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be, I told you Yeah. because yeah. they see that if you're in distress. Yeah. They clearly don't want to talk. And then if it rings, they also know, oh, she just is avoiding me. Yes. <laughs> it works. Yeah. In which case it's fine, but I'd rather them not, I'd rather them think I was genuinely on a call. 
as to not hurt their feelings. Yeah. You know what they're I doing do? a really good job with like, usually they're collecting money for like kids or but dogs say, or something. I like to acknowledge that. Yeah. Um, I'll say, uh, thank you for your service. Yeah. I'll say thanks. Um, a lot of times, uh, when somebody asks me for money, um, I'll tell them, and I don't, if I don't want to give it, I'll say, uh, I don't ignore them. Uh, oh yeah. I go, oh, that's rude. I yeah, go, to not today. That. Yeah. I go, not today. <laughs> oh, not today. That's a good one. Yeah. I say I don't have any cause I used to give all my money away when I moved here and I was broke. But do, but you say I don't have any when you do have some? Yeah, because if I'm not, I'm not giving you 20. Right. You know? And I feel bad because it, like, if you're in the West Village, you give one person money, it's like. You're hungry 30 minutes later. No, but they, <laughs> they tell other, they, like, you just, people come and ask you for money in the West Village, like, every 20 minutes. Well, That's also, a place where there's a lot of people asking for money. I, I don't know. The yeah. Area. Oh, like outside yes, the yes, cellar. Yes. Outside is the cellar. Is that how the like, name West Village? Yes. Yes. Because everyone tries to get your money. So, West village yeah i get it <laughs> i gave it's a guy an a dollar yesterday put together. <laughs> and then he goes ha, ha, can you do five and i was like <laughs> and i was like i was like i appreciate the hustle yeah, but yeah no yeah. i cannot <laughs> yeah i like that though That's i feel bad very picking. new york attitude yeah 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 my dad told me uh, uh uh he was crossing the street and there was a an older man crossing too who's having a little bit of trouble and my dad even noticed him beforehand not that he noticed he was homeless or a beggar just like my a dad beggar? Felt, that's so vintage. Yeah. Isn't I mean, that's a kind of literal term begging for money. Right. I know. But I mean, begging. we're not even supposed to we're, we're you're, you're like, you're supposed to be like unhoused. But I don't know if he has money less. Right. I it don't wasn't know. Obvious. Yeah, some apparent. people, some people right. have a lot homes. of people asked for money. And they he just had home. a beggar vibe is your saying? He didn't. I'm saying he had none no. of this vibe. Okay. My dad just mm-hmm. had empathy for the. He said he right. clocked this person. And was just like, ah, right. And then then this person came up to him. He goes, you got an extra 20. An extra twenty. An extra twenty. Wow. Just to ask for twenty is funny enough, but to refer to as extra is wow. if I I don't have I have at least I, I if you have if you have one twenty oh, I, I don't need want this it. one. There I was trying go. to yeah. get this this twenty out of my pocket anyway. It was burning a hole. And my dad goes, "That's a big ask. I'll give you five. That's a that's a very generous donation that your dad just made. Yeah. Well, he had a little empathy for him. Yeah, yeah. That's nice. do you have empathy? How how's your empathy? Yeah, what are your empathy levels? Could you give me an example by telling me yours? Uh, I'm very empathetic to be a little too much to the point where like, I'll feel somebody's emotions and then take them on. And that's not, that's too, that's like, it it verges into like codependence and kind of like meshing together. Um, but I feel for people, I have the ability to feel empathy for like somebody who's done the most heinous thing in the world. So I have just have high empathy levels. I would say. It's interesting that I've been gesturing how much my back hurts. I knew what you were doing. I knew you I was were like, doing, this guy's doing like, a fucking bit over I don't here. So we asked him how his back is. Anytime a man is in discomfort, I show no empathy. So mine's based on sex. What do these well. Ohio men do to you? <laughs> I can't, honestly, I can't even get into it. Have you gotten into it on the pod before? <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, it's weird. Like yeah. it's, it's weird that that's, that is the commonality. But like, we have had a lot of women then message us and be like, yes, there is something specifically wrong with men in Ohio. So then I felt less crazy. Maybe your pipes got lead in them or something. Um, you didn't stay there that very long. I've dated people I from California, Texas. Like they, those states were fine. Oh, the big two. <laughs> so uh, honestly, they are more prominent than many other states. California, yeah. Texas, Florida, you know, those are the three big ones. Chicago, New York. Down there. Chicago yeah, yeah. is not a state. South. Illinois then. But I'm just talking about the big markets. <laughs> okay. My touring uh, schedule. Um, I uh, Ohio is like, uh, much like, you know, California. There's, where in Ohio are you? You know, like. Yeah, there's uh, parts. I mean. Uh, I would say you're in Columbus. Um, <laughs> Cleveland. Cleveland, and then you go 20, 
five minutes east, you're in the suburbs and then another 30 minutes east. And then you're literally in Amish country. Right. Um, and then you go, I grew up in a very diverse, Northeast Ohio is very diverse. Uh, a lot of, uh, liberals, a lot of Republicans, a lot of Jews, uh, a lot of black people, a lot of Asian people. Like I grew up in a very diverse area and didn't realize until I went to college, which at Kent state, which is not even an hour away. And it's mm. very like no Jews, pretty white allowed. <laughs> I was like, it says that it's Ohio. It says that. No, you Jews. I, I didn't Just a uh, white sheet. I, I, uh, like the, the way I see people looking at Ohio now and I understand it was like, that's not where I'm from. Right. That's where he went to college. Oh yeah. No, I'm not even putting, I know that the, what you're thinking about that, what people put in Ohio, this is, that is pushed aside. I'm not even worried about that. It's just specifically what, how boys are being raised in Ohio. And I'm, I'm, I have so many great friends from Ohio. I'm genuinely Mm. interested in that because it seems like something's wrong, going wrong all over Ohio. Cincinnati, Columbus. Mm. And you have, you found no commonality between Ohio men that does not stand true for people, men from other states. You know, I don't have this. I'm not, I I don't have the same radar that you have. I'm not not dating dating these men, but I'm friends with them. So you get treated differently. And uh, as I was saying before, dating and friendship, like it really is very much about play for me for Mm -hmm. like, for establishing that, like, is this worth it? Yeah. Um, you know, if we're going to be in any kind of relationship, friendship or romantic, what I hope I'm bringing something. If not, you'll have to let me know. But like, what are you bringing me? Yeah. And play and and kindness. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have a lot of friends that are I don't have a lot of friends. I don't know if I have any. But um, no, I have, a, I have a fair amount of friends and acquaintances that are nice and, and playful. And yeah, I'm from Ohio. You are from Ohio. Are you saying and from, from Ohio? Yeah. Ohio. Yeah. People like when people ask. You know, if you travel and what is this place like, or, oh, you got to go here, like the people or the food or whatever. Whenever anyone says that about anywhere, what does that mean? Everything is just a bunch of people and some restaurants. Everyone's the same. Well, no, no. there's vibes because we tour a lot, which I knew you do too, right? Like there's not not, not probably as much as you guys. Okay. So there are vibes like some towns you're like, fuck, man, like South Carolina has got some awesome towns that I never would have thought like South Carolina is like a destination place, but there's some cities in that state that are really lovely. And then some places where I'm like, Oh, so depressing. Like, like where? Uh, uh, I don't mean, I, Baltimore is a little depressing, even though I love Magoobie's comedy club. I love that. One of my favorite shots clubs. to Magoobie's comedy club, <laughs> but the city itself is a, bu- it could be a bummer. It's a bummer. Um, the people aren't bad though. Like I'm trying to think and of what places is like, the uh, bummer? like the, the, in the Boston, the architecture. Yeah, a lot of it. Like a lot of the way that the city's divided financially is like just fucked. It's just fucks the people that live there. Yeah. And it's just right in your face. And it's like, fuck, this is sad. Yeah. Um, and like extreme wealth on top of extreme poverty, it, it, unlike anything I've ever seen. And we live in New York. So, so that's an example. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus you guys rich 
No. I mean, mm-hmm. now. I mean, I say rich, but comfortable. Yeah, I'm like, I, 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 we don't walk around and be like, I'm rich. Yeah. So I did at first and then I spent Who has more money between the two years that are around the same? Oh, Wait. she has more money. I spend more. Oh, is that why? <laughs> yeah. Do you probably. not spend much? I mean, I, I, I don't anymore. I don't spend any, like I try to not spend any money anymore. Um, but I spend uh, money on, I don't she's know. more, she's better with money. I, well, I. I, I bought an apartment when we first, nice. when we first started being yeah. like, so. But you got a mortgage, like a smart person. Yeah, I have. Yeah. A, I got a mortgage. I got a house with my parents. She all paid cash. in cash. The white trash thing I can do. I, I love paid it. In cash I love it though for my parents, <laughs> and then I stopped talking to them. She handed it to the broker in an envelope. You don't talk to your <laughs> no, parents you anymore. No, don't talk to either of them. And they're just sitting pretty in my house. It's technically my investments because I own fifty yeah. percent of the house, so I, I didn't like give them cash. Yeah, but like h- hundreds of thousands of dollars just. And then I forgot it is well, white trash. A few ads. You got a burnt. <laughs> no. Uh, I wish you got to uh, pay taxes on that money you made that you just spent and you gave it all to your dad. What do you spend it? You said that you used to spend a lot of money. You don't anymore. What kind of things are you spend? Amazon money on? clothes, Uber, black Ubers. Like they weren't, they're really expensive now. There was a time when Uber was super cheap <laughs> to get you hooked onto the app. And I used to buy the fancy Ubers. That's I'm like, so funny. What I, the fuck? I, I think She's I've taken an Uber leads. black one time. Oh, nice. We I'm have someone who could have done that to you. I could have given you, I could have gotten you That wouldn't have been him if he, if he let someone else get the water. That's true. That's true. Uh, but I would take Uber black Uber blacks. Yeah. I, I, um, uh, I think that's ridiculous. a fair expense. I would, I would, I would do. <laughs> it's uh, a fair expense. I would order. For every meal, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I would order on like DoorDash or something. That's so expensive. And that's also crazy I mean, knowing you that you were ordering three meals a day because you eat so much less I know, than me. I know. And I de- I've never once eaten three meals in a day. Do you oh, ever really? order no. multiple, multiple entrees for lunch so you don't have to order again for dinner? Because that's a way to save or, eight bucks. Or yes. I'll, well, I mean, now I'm, I'm really good with like, I, I, well, I cook a lot. I'll do, I don't meal prep. That's my next step that I want to do. But um. Or if I order something on DoorDash, I'll get like a, something that's a I know is a big dish, mm. and I'll just have it the next day too. I and I don't buy clothes anymore. Love ordering food. It's awesome. It's a video game, and then you always get a prize. Oh, you it's always the win. best prize. Yeah. Wait, how is it so a video fun. game now? You're, you're just on like, here. Like, like oh. there be times where there, there are times where the I have food coming. at home, something I would want to eat, yeah. but I'm like, I want to order something. I, there there are been times where I've gone to the grocery store, come back, order something. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I do because you're so tired from the shopping that you have to immediately get sustenance because you're, like, you're, oh. you're out of energy from all that shopping. Okay, I'm glad you do it too. Yes. I'm like, I feel so stupid when no. I do that. I'm like, I just grocery shop, spent a couple hundred bucks and then I'm ordering Oh no, food. I don't even pretend I'm going to be eating the food that I bought that day. Oh, I, that's good. On my agenda, it is go to the food store, then go home. And, go to the food store. Go to the food store and then and come home and order something because I'll be exhausted from carrying. And also in New York, you have to carry the bags. Oh my God. Oh, Several blocks. <laughs> no. no, if you're me, no, I'm not going to do that. I, See, I yeah, carry that, it home. I look back at the amount of like, uh, like and I'm like, you fucking idiot. Christina. I'm still up. doing that. Yeah. You, uh, like, uh, like careless like, spending. It's not careless. I, I, well, I've made, I, I have, I have decided that I'm very intentional and I know what I'm doing and it's such a luxury nice. for me. That's good. That um, I do it. Yeah, I sometimes I've noticed I'll spend money when I feel powerless or when I feel out of control in my life or when my self-esteem is low. Like I, I look back at those years that I, like there was like two years where I was just spending so poorly. And I was like, that's that's also what I had to do with. Was this when you stopped talking to your parents? Uh, Yeah, yeah, about so. Uh, But I think doing an intention is key. There are times where um, I'll want food that either doesn't deliver to, for it's, I'm too far. They don't do delivery. So I'll order and I'll pick it up 
And while I'm driving there, I'm like, this is bullshit. Yeah. Like I might as well be farming this food <laughs> and cooking it. It's such a to do. Yeah. 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 And, uh, terrible. So sorry. I, I haven't, um, I make a little bit more. I make more money than I used to make. Nice. And with that, my lifestyle hasn't changed with the exception of I order food constantly. Yeah. And when I Uber and I don't much, I much prefer to drive. I same. I want a big car. I want a nice car. Yeah. 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 I got a nice. Yeah. Nice car is great. My rent. I still rent. And I say that because I don't have a big mortgage. Um, yeah. I could have. You have a savings that. account. I imagine. Yeah. 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 But my food spending is probably close to my rent. Wow. So, okay. So that makes sense because mm. when you look at the fees. That's not crazy. Yeah. Because right. I look like we, Corinne and I have the same account. There's this one accountant company that works for like a lot of comedians and they'll do this thing where they go, this is how much you spent on food this like quarter. A business like manager? delivery. Not a business manager. Is it a comedian accountant? Uh, well, it, it, they're an accountant and then accounting they, firm that works their primarily with a lot of comedians. comedians. So they know how to do like those difficult entertainment. Taxes that should be a stuff. show like suits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pitch it. <laughs> um, but then they do. Here's how much you spent. Here's how much money you got out of the ATM. It's for a real drugs. fucking mushrooms. Damn. Here's how. Yeah. yeah. Here's how much you spent on de- <laughs> and the deliveries. The amount of like, I'm like, oh, that's terrible. I could technically say that they're all business expense because if you go through I Uber work Eats, from home, I got. Yeah. But also Uber Eats. They don't differentiate. It says Uber. Mm. Are you saying mm, because the food you're going to be ordering is delicious? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uber Eats is Uber. Uh, but the fees. So I looked at it and I'm like, okay, where? Because I want to see, like, where can I be scaling back on my spending? And those fucking fees, the taxes and delivery fee, and then you tip on top of that is insane. It adds twenty extra dollars to if you were just to drive to the restaurant. There That's why you restaurant- have to be like in the thing. Sorry, you have to be like in seamless one. You have to join the. You have to join the. the- Doesn't matter. They still fuck you. Well, they do because they don't. They don't I, call I it delivery no fee. Time. They don't call it delivery fee. They call it a service fee, and oh. it's different, and it's fucking nuts. And There's I just so don't get from those fees. restaurants. Yeah. There's some restaurants where oh some specific restaurants yeah, some you're saying specific oh, restaurants yeah. have a fee and you're like what the fuck are you gonna suck it, my it's, dick it's, what the it's fuck like, it's like eight to twelve percent on top yeah. of the prices that are already a little higher which I get They're, the restaurants losing money you know COVID and we protected restaurants and they're heroes <laughs> but like then yeah then you're tipping yeah and plus the tax. I wonder if the fees are higher in LA though because you have to drive and in New York it's mostly bicycle delivery. My girlfriend yeah. lives in New Jersey. I am Does ordered- she really? Yes. This for real? Is a real person. So you're living, you live in LA and she lives in New Jersey? Yeah. And boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> and I get delivery there, there a lot. And there are some restaurants where the, the fees are just, what the fuck's going on, man? Yeah. Now I'm just thinking about how you found a girlfriend in New Jersey from you- LA. Well, I mean, online, obviously. So online, going out on a date, like a cold date, I have I haven't done that too much because me neither. Yeah. Before, like, hey, let's go out. There has to be a reason for us to want to go out. So we've either mingled in some way, somehow, sure. organically, or what I I like uh, I like Facetime dates. Oh yeah, yeah, those are nice. <laughs> Why'd you hug yourself? <laughs> because part of what I, I like about a, a Facetime date is uh, is like a little protect, like a little little defensive. In a mm-hmm. way so that I'm okay with. From the from the distance, but you can still get. You can just it's not the like, distance. Close your laptop. It's not yeah, the distance. You could just throw your phone across the room, and you're not talking to her anymore. <laughs> I mean, sure, but it's more so like I um I don't often have 
I, um, expectations for things that I'd be projecting onto. Like, I think it's a good thing, but it wasn't like, it was just more like, I have no idea how this is going to go. And I just ne- never really even thought to write the story. Mm-hmm. But, mm. but with that, um, I learned that that a lot of people do do that. Um, I could argue pros and cons to both. You know, you you could be prepared to go into a situation if you have an idea of how it might be going down. Yeah. You but, get a little a taste of your chemistry, of your, of the chemistry that you could have. Um I imagine. Well, more more so like the actual like logistics of like getting the door for you. Yeah. Um and then like how's your you say you don't talk to your parents. Oh. Yeah, yeah. What's that what that must be, you know. Right. Tough. And then it's like needing to just have and like what am I, what are we doing? I just think a date is very, very hard um, because all I want to be doing for better or for worse, all I want to be doing is doing jokes and playing with you. Mm. And I don't mean jokes like, you know, mother-in-law comedy. I just mean, <laughs> right. you know, just like. So does that, inhi- does that um, hinder uh, developing a connection or does it strengthen it? Or because to me, sometimes for people and for comics, jokes are walls. Sometimes they're not. Sometimes jokes are vulnerable, but for like, if you're like looking for the joke to me, that would say, um, there's less opportunity to be like really vulnerable with that person on a date. Mm-hmm. But what, what is your experience with that? Well, I don't know how I'm received yeah. almost ever. Right. Um, okay. The best awareness I now have as an adult is that I don't know that as opposed to assuming right. that they think what I think. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I do know that after meeting enough people and having enough experiences, and by the way, podcasting included totally. so many long form conversations with people you don't know that you do know. Um, I have, I accept that like, I need to be able to play with you. Mm-hmm. I need it. I want to do games. I want to do jokes. Yeah. I want to be silly. And if that gets in the way of something, I'm sure it cannibalizes something, but whatever it's cannibalizes is something that it's, that's, we're not, this is incompatible. Yeah. yeah. Um, I got it. Got it. Got like it. Like it's your love language and like someone, you'll find someone who can speak that language to you. Yeah. It's yeah. my language. Yeah. yeah. It seems like your language in, in most relationships. Like even if it's just like one off, I'm meeting you, you to work with you for yeah. a day or I just meet you for a second. Because it's how you connect. It's how I connect. Um, I also know the 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 obstacle in that is people never know when I'm joking or serious. Right. Um, also, people thinking that my jokes don't have r- real meaning behind them or, or vice versa. Right. Yeah, that does get in the way. That can get in the way, the way I imagine. Yeah. Like, I know I'm. this isn't fair for me to, to expect in this, but like, know, know what I'm talking about. <laughs> no, I'm, no, I'm joking. Know that. And well, if you don't know mm-hmm. that, say, are you joking? And then I'll tell you. Okay. Oh, but will you tell us? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was off camera, but before we did, the, yeah. I said, the, uh, the yeah, I did my ex-wife and then something about an ex-wife. And I immediately said, just so I'm make sure I was making a joke that I'm not lying to you. Right. right. Like sometimes. Well, because I, I said, oh, were well, you married? And you said, yes. And then, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah. Sure. Right. Sure. But like, I mean, I, I, my intention wasn't to deceive. No, I, I nor, was, nor was it taken as such. I wasn't like personally offended. Um, <laughs> I just got excited I because I thought it would be. Oh, a you talk about wife shit now. Well, exactly. Well, because yeah. I truly am excited at the concept of uh, young people who have How been through divorce. How old do you divorce. think I am? You're 39. I looked it up. 23. No, and I'm 37. Mm. 35. It's fine. You just had a birthday. Happy belated birthday. Oh, Thank you belated. so much. 
Um, I was on, I was looking at your Instagram and you had a clip where you're talking to Trevor Noah about autism. Yeah. Um, what, and, and I know that there's, the spectrum is very wide and I, I imagine like, so what, how does it show up for you? Um, I'm not going to not answer this and we'll talk about it, but I do want to uh, talk about how, like, I don't love talking about autism all the time. And it's, when I go on other people's podcasts, it's brought up a bit. Uh, well, you pinned it to your, your Instagram though. Uh, I'm not. Well, I, I'm not. The I, reason I, I was excited to talk about it was because we've never had somebody come on with autism to talk about it, but we've had a lot of specifically men write us and they say like it's yeah. difficult for them to date. And I'm like, I don't know what to tell you because I don't know. I don't have experience with that. So I'll, that's I'll, why. I'll get into it. I was just prefacing because like I don't some I just I walk out of podcasts sometimes and it's just like I don't want to have to this always to be a thing. Um, yeah, I get it. You don't want to, it's, you don't want to be your whole identity. Of um, course. but yeah. I, I, we could talk about it some, cause it does. I do think it does. I'm just the, curious the how dating it dating. Thing, yeah. 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 Is a, is a big version of that. Um, uh, and it's pinned because I really like that clip. I mean, I'm yeah, not, like, I'm, like I, I'm not hiding anything. No, I know. I just in this format, but I'm also saying like, that's so people will continue. Like if you don't love always talking about it, I think it's like people will continue to ask about it because of that, especially when you're going on a podcast when people like don't know you as well. And it's like a topic. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's also the for, fact that it's pinned is because it's, it's one of the first things I saw. Some of those pinned. other podcasts are just bringing it up to bring it up. I feel like it actually is relevant to the topics that we cover on this show. Yeah. Do you need more water? Uh, I brought another oh, one over. Okay. So I'm okay for now. Okay. Uh, autism. Um, is, that, is that autism? Your no. makes you thirsty. No. I was like, no, like, now you're definitely fine. I've never heard that. That's what I've heard about the uh, <laughs> autistic people. They're thirsty. Why are they I, I, do I'm really into like spirituality and stuff. And I took this class by this woman and there was a scientist she co-taught it with. And she was talking about like the levels uh, on the, on the extreme level of autism scale where you're nonverbal. Most people who are nonverbal autistic have like, um, you could call it psychic abilities, but really their their sensitivity is so heightened that if you write it something on a piece of paper and don't show it to them, they'll tell you each other sentences. (laughs) Sorry. I tried it. I know. Um, But so then that ability is like, that's very impressive. I'm like, that's amazing. And then I looked into more studies. I'm like, holy shit, this is like a thing. Uh, But I don't know much about the other end of the autism scale. And we get a lot of questions about it with dating. And I just, yeah, I don't know what to say. So I'm curious. uh, Well, how about we talk about stuff, um, including like the FaceTime dating and the jokes and first dates and the connection. And we, uh, some of it I'm sure is heavily related to that stuff and some of it oh, is, is just it? unique to you know to to me or anybody who's you know neurotypical or otherwise mm-hmm. um i do know uh, uh that uh when i was talking about not knowing how people receive me mm-hmm. that is you know uh facial cues is was always a thing okay. uh, or not never a thing i guess i should say for me mm-hmm. um and then i started to kind of learn them uh and then i I became a little, not obsessive, but like, are you nodding? Cause you're like, you understand what I'm saying. Or are you doing that for me to show that you're listening? Are you, would you tell me if you're not interested? Uh, okay. I like, see. uh, I would, once I became aware of that stuff, I, I would start to apologize a lot. Um, mm. uh, apologize for what in particular, um, before I would do something that I, annoyed you, confused you, made you feel misunderstood. Um, am I talking too much? Okay. Got uh, it. is this okay for me to be saying, you know, you asked earlier, uh, mm-hmm. if I consider myself, uh, a nice person, I think that's what you asked. 
I don't know if you say, are you a mean person? And, but, are you oh, a mean no. person? Yeah, uh, I think that's well, what And how's your relationship? Oh yeah, I asked that and like how your relationship was to yourself. Meaning, um, like, are you nice to yourself or mean to yourself? But uh, I get a really competitive and I like to bust balls and um, especially in a format where it's podcast, totally. more specifically with other comedians. comedians. Yeah. And then like, I'll go really hard sometimes. Oh, too uh, hard? Um, no. Okay, I was going to say, for, in the comedy world, you kind of can't. The only re- way you can go too hard in comedy is if it's not funny. But if it's funny and it's rough, but that's the, kind of the best. But the audience is, is deciding if it's funny for two reasons. One, do they think it's funny? And that, too, and that's heavily influenced by the reaction shot of the person I'm talking to. Right. Yeah. So if you guys are laughing, I'm being funny. If I'm doing the same exact thing and you're not laughing and or they don't know me and they know you yeah. and I'm coming into your house coming aggressive, then I'm mean. Right. Um, I see. That's but, always how I come off. Like people never know like what my true. persona is. And so anytime I do a pod, I just stop doing other people's podcasts because I'm going, she this gets is, misread often. This is ridiculous. How do you know that you're being misread comments? They yeah. just tell her to her face. The comments. Yeah. yeah. Wild. So like the comedians, the comedians are pretty much all fine with me, except for the ones that I, you know, have known uh, problems with. Are there, is there a drama me. of things that I, that is like public <laughs> that I'm not aware of? No, no, I was just like referencing. I've I had like one huge nemesis, but like we're f- totally friends now. So, is this a public nemesis? Yeah, Louis J. Gomez. It's fine. We're totally fine now. Louis, come in for a second. <laughs> uh, that's already that been done be to me on the radio. That's that's, that yeah. wouldn't be the first time that's happened for sure. That's uh, fun. <laughs> um, oh, but so yeah. But but the the way I um I had a I don't remember. You're I had a girlfriend. It. No, no, I know what I'm saying. I don't. Oh. I just don't remember who said it to me. Okay. If it was my girlfriend, my girlfriend at the time, or or my mom when I was dating that girl. Um, <laughs> what's the difference? There is none. Um, but uh, you know, that's your girlfriend. That's not your friend. I remember that line was told to me because I'm going hard. Yeah, and that made so much sense to me. And then I was like, I have to treat it different. And then I started mm. to resent that. Oh yeah, because like, well, then that. that's not my. Then that's not my girlfriend. Right. Because I what, only want to what type date a friend. Of, yeah, no, totally. What type of mm. behaviors or things were you saying to this person that made the other person go, uh, you're not treating this person like a girlfriend? Like like roasting her or yeah. something like that. Okay. I well, do that too. I've gotten in trouble for that like a lot. <laughs> for roasting boyfriends? Yeah. Do they, and they, do they, they do it, it first? Like, no. do you go back at them or out of nowhere? Are you just like, fuck you, <laughs> fuck you little asshole. dick, Ohio bitch. Okay, well, I didn't say that. I mean, playful. And these are these are people who are also comedians. So right. it should and be a form of play. Yes, almost exclusively. So it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are you sick? Because I sniffed? <laughs> <A little> clump. <laughs> you feeling, did that make you feel sick? Um, yeah. <laughs> so, but, but it's. Interesting. No, no. <laughs> But I, yeah, I'm always getting, getting like a yell, not yelled at, but people don't like it. People are the people you're dating. Yeah. And they say, stop it. I don't like this. Yeah. But they want me to treat them how they see like girlfriends on TV treating them. And I go, well, then then you're dating the wrong person. It's not, I think they expect my behavior to change when we enter a relationship, but it does not change. It remains the same as it was when we were friends. I mean, except for we have sex now. Yeah, now you fuck. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? 
a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. I connect a lot with that. Why are we, why are we, why are we being, why are we presenting something? I dated a girl once and, um, uh, she, we, she would sleep. She would, she didn't, uh, earlier in the relationship, um, she didn't get sleep really if we slept in the same bed. Right. right? Okay. So, uh, I would stay at her house for a little bit and then go home or she would stay at mine and then go home, but she doesn't drive. So, uh, I'm driving everywhere. I'm picking her up. I'm doing and totally comfortable with it yeah. until I'm not. Right. And yeah. there was one time where we were leaving a place and she wanted to come back to my place. And, then and I there. said, um, cause she stayed over sometimes. I would say over sometimes, but usually that wasn't the thing. I said, if you don't want to stay over, mm-hmm. um, maybe we, I'll just come to your place for a little bit or just call a night. I'm just don't want to drive you home at yeah. three in the morning. Totally. Um, and, uh, she was comfortable getting Ubers, um, but three in the morning, she didn't want to. Okay. I also, I get that. Yeah. Um, and she's, I don't remember exactly what the, the point that made me feel like I wanted to put my foot down on this was, but there was something where she's like, uh, you know, it's when you're dating somebody, it's nice to want to pick them up and to drop them off. And, and yeah, at the beginning, yeah, that's you're not what a she, chauffeur. but that's what she said. She said at the beginning, you know, cause we, uh, we were, uh, I don't know how, let's say this is three months in, but at the first, the, three the, months isn't the very beginning. I'm talking like, but also she was trapped oh, in one place. I was in one, we, we okay. weren't, we were kind of long distance for that time. Okay. So when we were together, so it she wasn't, felt that you should have wanted to yeah. take her. Mm. And when, Which she, I'm when she said that, she said it like that though. She's like at the, you know, at the, like when we're first starting out, you should show up this way. And should. then I said, at, and I said, but, but then what? And then, and not do that. In three months, she's like, yeah, but it's a tell of how you treat somebody at the beginning. I'm like, I'm going to do, I'm going to do the same thing in five months, which is right. I'll drive a lot of the times. And if I don't want to, I'm going to tell you. Right. But people consciously mm. are like, you show your best self at first before you could then which start doing this. Up. Yeah. That's think- fucked up. That's setting up Europe to fail. Yeah. That's also setting up the expectation that I'm going to not be as respectful or not be as present or not be as whatever in a couple months. Like the, the- people ebb and flow and they go in cycles, you know? But why is that a thing? What? Why is what? A why thing? do people think? Because people do, and I, I guess the argument yeah. could be like, well, you know, you show your best self because it's polite before you, and then once you get to know which somebody, I, right? But to, which really isn't polite because then you're kind of showing them a mask, which is what most people do. Um, but I think that that's actually fucked up. I think it's better if you're yourself at the beginning because then if you're in, you're in for me. You're not in for this best version of myself that I got to fucking keep up. And that's why I am going to come in hot with bits. Right, and let right. you have They're the opportunity showing, yeah, to the, say, I'm not into this totally. guy. Totally. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart because then they're falling for you and not this version of you that you think you should be. Also, like, so much is boring. Totally. You know, like, if we, I don't know what it's like because you guys don't have guests all the time and you have to talk to each the same. That's tough, isn't it? No, it's actually really, really enjoyable. 
Because when we talk, though, we make it a point. When we talk, when it's just the three of us, the conversations are fun. They're really interesting. We're like, what is this concept? What does it mean to me? What did it mean to me when I was 20? What did it mean to me when I was 30? So I love that kind of shit. Because yeah, we have a subject matter that we're like concentrating on. So, yeah. you, you so have, we have you a have, narrowed. Right. It's really enjoyable. But in real life, you're not coming into every interaction with segments. <laughs> no, no, but I, I, I am coming to almost every conversation I've ever had. The way that you approach with fun is like, I want to enjoy this interaction with this person. That doesn't mean we like do a segment or I do a bit. It just means we just have a nice, hi, you know. But I think a lot of people do have segments. So like when you think about the things that you like to talk about, like, like for topics. Yeah. yeah. You're saying in real life? Yeah, yeah, like crutches of like the weather is a is a hack segment that people like. Have. If I'm thinking of Things like, that you like, oh, I want to relate yeah. to Christine. I'm like, well, I'll talk about aliens with yeah, like Christine. Right. Like, there's there are like certain topics that kind of do feel like segments if you want to talk to a particular person. Are you in a relationship right now? Uh, no. Okay. Um. Well, when you're public about it. <laughs> Uh, I'll I, ask you I, this. Honestly, it's, this is so hilarious. I just have to stop. And I know you don't want to get like talk about autism a lot, but I basically know I'm always on a different page than the guests, like notoriously. So it's very humorous to me. That's someone who's very on to me happens to be on the spectrum. And I just want to point that out for everyone. Type of intelligence. It's very interesting. Well, I have obsessive compulsive disorder, which is why I can't like sit still on this couch. It's driving me nuts. But um, uh, a lot of there's a lot of overlap in the in the two things, mm-hmm. which I learned from reading love, um, watching Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> like how like so pretentious that you that I was reading the show. Yeah. It's a reality TV show. I was like, I'm going to pick up a book. Let's prep for Rick. <laughs> I, I read Love on the Spectrum. <laughs> okay. What was the question you wanted to ask me though? Um, but the way you, uh, when it doesn't matter, there's, um, uh, the, the person that, um, when you're dating somebody in two months, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. and you guys are talking all the time, if you're not being playful, if you're not singing with each other, if you're not making up dances, if you're not doing puns, if you're not doing impressions or whatever your version of thing is, how many segments do you have to talk with him about? Total, what what I, could you I possibly talk to him about? Like philosophical things, but that's not something you want right. to talk about all, all the, time. the time. It's exhausting. I totally get that. And my boyfriend, I'm dating somebody who is one of the most playful men I've ever met, ever. And we just do sketches <laughs> I and bet characters. I could beat him. You, no, I don't know. No, no, I'm joking. I was just I don't, joking he's, about competitive. He's, but <laughs> he ha, we have we both have characters now. Like we'll develop a character and we know that that one's, you put that one in the roster if the other one laughs really hard at it. And that, every, we wake up talking in voices, we end talking in voices and it's really, it is really, it is, it's a way of relating that's fun and silly that's mm-hmm. like, it takes the stress away from everyday life too. So it's, yeah. it is a nice way to connect. Some people don't like to play games. Right, and it's like I get that there's a world for you, but it's like, when what if you segments fun, do you want to talk about then? If you could have fun, why wouldn't you? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm that camp for sure. So that being said, starting a date, Facetime, because if we go to a where would you go? I guess a Maroon Five concert, absolutely, or wherever you go on a yeah, date. Yeah, right, right. A Maroon Five concert. Where would you go on a date? You go to eat or you go bowling? Uh, walk in a park. You really love nice. bowling. Oh, bowling's awesome. Like some type of sport, like playing pool or something. Do you, you think be that's because you're Jewish? I'm Jewish too. I know that sounded anti-Semitic. Oh. <laughs> Is it because oh. you're a Jew? No, but like, I, like Jews, we like bowling more than other people. I never knew that. I just grew up. That was like, what do you, you go to the My movies and you go bowling. My dad loves bowling. He's not Jewish. No, I'm not saying everyone yeah. who loves bowling is Jewish, but it seems like, okay, so like, pe- 
but all almost all Jews love bowling. So oh. what you're saying is like a square is not a uh, is a rectangle, but a rectangle is not a square. Like all, if you're if you're a Many bowler, it doesn't mean like, you're Jewish. Re- but if you if you're Jewish, you probably like to bowl. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I I truly think that is so. That was really like that was very like poetic <laughs> to say it that way. I just think it is. I truly I'm think a, that is so. I'm this is the kind of shit we talk about on the podcast. Like, you ever think about this shit? Like, why do Jews? Know? But why do Jews love bowling? What is it about mm, it that wait, speaks to us? I've reason. never made that connection. I I, 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 I either, believe but it. I've constantly I noticed don't know Jews it. who hate bowling. Well, let me check. Well, because do Jews love bowling? <laughs> Please, I want to see what she says. Wait, yes. Why? I'm going to say, why do you <laughs> Why do like, Siri does know everything. Right. I mean, like, part of it bowling. is like, it's a sport you can do inside and not like schwitz. So I think Wait, that maybe the is- The rich, complicated history of Jews and bowling. Yes, I see. Well, you could find Whoa. anything if you search it. <laughs> I re- by Corinne I Fisher. mean, no, it was written in 2020, <laughs> written by Benjamin Ivory. Jew. September marks the 125th Ivory? anniversary no, I know, I know. of the, the, Benjamin, the American though. Bowling Congress codifying U.S. bowling standards and regulations, a group with surprisingly powerful Jewish resonance. The German-Jewish literary historian Gustav Karpels noted that Moses Mendelssohn, some Jews guy, Jewish guy, bombing the, uh, on the first date, <laughs> uh, the 18th century Jewish Enlightenment oh. thinker was so obsessed with bowling that he referred to it metaphorically even at life and death moments. Wow. He, there was poems. How many life and death moments did he have um, where he would then bring up bowling? <laughs> oh, he was forced to Bear! justify himself as a Jew to government authorities. When I go bowling with Christians, I knock down all the pins wherever I can. Bowling is a recreation for my body, writing for my mind. Oh, he made it like some kind of, he, he somehow, uh, that's so Jewish to somehow make it about the Holocaust. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, for all the Jews who die before me, I will knock one pin down. Yeah. Speaking of, of, of uh, pun intentions, uh, maybe a Holocaust uh, thing pinned at his his Instagram. Yeah. Do we think that he uh, Benjamin Ivy is Jewish? I've never heard. Wait, is it Ivy? I, I thought she said uh, Ivory. It's uh, Ivory. I V R Y. I don't know. I've never heard he that last w- name overall. No. But it just seems like something that Ivy what? I V R Y. Google a photo and then we'll all decide just by oh, looking. Oh, at first bowling was considered pastime for German American drinkers in urban saloons. Told you. Um, but the Jews what? took it over and made it better. That it was in uh, urban saloons. <laughs> I don't recall Play that. the tape. Replay the tape. It was before the camera. When we were talking about- Before the camera came on. We were talking <laughs> so, about the headphones. I was so, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do, why don't you like headphones? I do. Or I, you do. I really like them. I think they're necessary, especially if you have more than two people, because there's a lot of, like, without them- uh, there's a lot of talking over, mm. but with the them you could hear. Talk. Yeah, it's not as jarring uh, without headphones, so you do it more sometimes. Yeah, well, I, I, surprisingly, it, Rick, people still do it with headphones on. Well, Isn't talking, that amazing? Talking <laughs> over could still be a choice you make, but without, I think that you make it more without headphones because I'm hearing me louder than I'm hearing you. Mm, yeah. Um, and as much as I interrupt and talk over people, uh, I am pretty aware of, that thing. Yeah. Cause I watch it happen so much and, and I go on other people's podcasts. They don't have headphones and I'm like, but so I was thinking like, I want them, but not at the expense of you not having them. Because if I go, you know, you know I want you to hear that. Right. So every I was being little, a little selfish. Well, I can hear you. Loud. Well, I help for me. It helps me focus a lot. If I don't have the headphones on, I get distracted by other things happening in the room. Yeah. I get that. 
Can I ask you? Uh, can I ask you a question uh, related to autism, but only as it relates to male listeners of the show with autism? As long as us? this doesn't include don't. female females on the spectrum. <laughs> okay, I don't, I don't even it know about it. Doesn't. Okay. Um, how do you connect? How do you co- like th- that? That's the question we've gotten. I'm like, because that's why when I saw that clip on your Instagram, I got so excited. I'm like, finally, we could ask somebody this because how do I connect? Could you ask he, that more specifically? Like, um, you know, he, they the the couple guys that have written us, like, they just don't know how to connect with women or to keep following up or to gauge if they're interested or not. Yeah. So, um, I uh, to not sound too political, I will answer that for me and not for autism. Um, of course, yeah. What, that's why I, everything is your experience. Um, you're not a spokesperson. But the idea of like, how do you know how they feel about you? That is like, uh, you got to ask. Um, and how do you ask? Because I, I think that's ask. the next step. Um, like, what words do you use? Like, can you give me an example? Of like sure. A, yeah. Uh, when I came in here before, near the beginning, you go, oh, this is going to be tough to connect with you. You said to me, mm-hmm. um, I realized that maybe I'm doing too many jokes. And as much as I want to, it's getting in the way since we only have an hour. Right. Do you feel that I have put the jokes down enough and been able to be sincere with you. Yes. Very yeah. Much. Yeah. Good. So that's, yeah. I'll ask. Yeah. I'll ask that's great communication. Question. That's a great way. To, and I think a lot of people, regardless of what their neurotypical atypical is, they, they don't, we don't, we need like examples of sentences to say yeah. sometimes. You so, know? so where it gets tricky uh, is, um, my experience is a lot of people aren't in touch with what they're really thinking or excuse me, not in touch with what they're really feeling. They're reacting to something. They know they don't like something. They don't necessarily know why. Not that they can't figure it out. If they just go, what's going on, but they don't do that. Yeah. Um, So it's tough for when somebody says, how you doing? Excuse me. I burped. If somebody says, how you doing? And they're really kind of you to not do it in the mic. Cause many people <laughs> um, have even without the headphones <laughs> when, when somebody says, how you doing in a non-superficial way, like really like, uh, you know, even a specific, you're not talking to your parents. Are you feeling like, yeah. Asking, you, you don't know. Right. So you're going to tell me something that is not real. And then it's, that's going to calibrate how I think you are. And over time, literal, yeah. over time, you get calibrated to things that aren't real. Mm, and, right. and neither of us know that unless one of us knows that. So I see. That is tricky. Yeah. So I, I ask so many questions. Um, and in, in the dating, it, like with girlfriends, um, I have learned that they could feel interrogated. Um, oh, really? So I now, when I ask questions, I have to, I've chosen to say, I want to let you know that I, I believe you, uh, something's not adding up for me. And I'm just trying to like better understand. Can I ask, like, I have so many questions I want to ask about this. Yeah. That's like um, a nice lead in. And then like the person, Okay. That's such a, that's such a beautiful form of communication that honestly you don't get in the relationships a lot anyway, regardless. So that's, I imagine that also is very helpful for like, like bonding with that person is just talking to them in that way is beautiful. I know that that could be too much. You're talking too much about how you feel or like you ask, like it's not, none of it is that deep. I don't, I know. I just didn't remember that I did this. Right. And then it's like where I struggle with, where's that balance of. The other person, the way they're, what feels like reacting to me, is it because 
they don't know how to communicate with me. They don't like the way I communicate with them. Now there's nothing I could do. Yeah. And I have found myself in places where I, I work so hard on communicating and asking questions with intention and answering things with such specificity that like, I feel like I've come out the other end being too much of this thing. I see. Um, the way I was saying, like, I'd say sorry all the time. I've made a point to say it a lot less. Um, uh, I would come into a situation. Sorry, by the way, I know we don't really know each other. I'm going to probably be doing a lot of jokes and I want to be doing jokes. If it's too much, you just let me know. Like shtick into like easing you in and setting up that expectation. But then it's like so over communicative. And yeah, I don't know. I, I like that. But yeah, I know not everybody I do does. Too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And somebody's not wrong for not liking that. Right. Um, right. But then now what? Yeah, you know, it's it's interesting. Um, there's a lot of sayings in our culture that have been around forever. Like when I was a kid, I remember a neighbor once said to me, it's so weird that this memory's like burned in my brain. I don't have an emotional attachment to it. But the neighbor said, oh, bye, Christina, we'll see you later. And I went home and I go, hey, yeah, dad, maybe. he said they would see me later. Are we going over their house right. tonight for dinner? And he's like, no, it's a saying. Yeah. And I was like, wait, but why would you? I was so like almost pissed. I'm like, yeah. why would you say that if I'm not going to see you later? Because I was trying to understand things and try to understand people. And there are a lot of there are a lot of things people dole out in their communication that are just, they don't mean them. Well, I'm, he I'm, is going to see you rude. later. I'm pulling, up, I'm pulling up an example of something that happened yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's also like changing your concept of what later means. Okay. True, so it's true, like, true. it's a later is, oh, is anything in the future. Right. So right. it's like, yeah, we're just, it's like, it's like, oh, you could also just think of it as like expanding into like longer terms. terms. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But I remember, I remember getting like, do, do we have a, an appointment to see yeah. him later? No, just see him around. I'm like, an appointment. Oh, yeah, like I, I was yeah, so kid, confused. I'm here for my appointment with my neighbor. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's, that's never molestation. good. That's molestation. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's a fucked up childhood. I was texting with somebody about a work thing here yesterday. And uh, uh, she said, um, I said, yes. I said, awesome. Thank you. She goes, yes. See you later. I said, are you in New York? She said, I am, but it was just a way of speaking. <laughs> yes, like, yeah, 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 right. It and is, that, but that is a weird, like, but a way of speaking that's bullshit, <laughs> kind of. Yeah, see you later. Is uh, I think but it see is her also optimistic. Is I guess. I think. I think I was gonna say. I was like, if you want to go see really deep around. into it, I think people also have a problem with goodbyes and endings. So it's yeah. a way of kind of just putting an ellipsis on uh, an interaction that you have, even that's if why you I love have Irish goodbye. Yeah, even if you. Oh, I love an Irish goodbye as I well. I love an Irish. Goodbye. My favorite goodbye. Let's just skip that's this shit and leave. I'll see you later. <laughs> Oh, jeez. Don't do voices. I think that was an Australian goodbye, right? See you later. No, no. See you later. Oh, he's getting more water. He was set that up so he can go and get water, and we're on to you. You're our thirstiest guest. I love it. I Um, know. Water is really important. I feel bad. I would have. That's why this episode is sponsored by Liquid IV. Head on over to Liquid (laughs) IV slash Tyso to get 10, you know, you get it. I would have gotten you a bigger bottle of water had I known how thirsty you were. It's good to be hydrated. I got these little ones because most times people drink like half the bottle and then throw it away. And it just drives me nuts. Yes. Yeah. Honestly, that's the way to go. It's so wasteful. Isn't that what the the pirate said when he walked into a bar with a rope coming out of his pants? Yes. With a steering wheel attached at the mm-hmm. other end? Mm-hmm. You said, you got to get smaller Thanks. bottles of water, you guys. We're wasting No, them. no, Arg, you're driving me nuts. Arg, you're uh, driving me nuts. You know um, that joke, right? Yeah. You hit you your head classic. like a cat. What? Has anyone ever told you that? A what? Did oh, we did have the camera angle on there? Did she do this? 
Oh, oh, yeah. I did it because I don't know. I thought it would somehow protect my my makeup more, but yeah, that's each, what, whenever I do that, it's like to that. Or sometimes it's, I feel like you I can work, absorb oil with my palm, and I'm like, that's not yeah. I feel that like works. this is a cleaner side of your hand, so I like to touch yeah. it with that, so it's better for I your don't skin. Break out. You know, I touch. You know, you touch elevator buttons with your knuckle or that. whatever. Yeah, yeah. So then you think, <laughs> guys, how am I the one with OCD and you guys are fucking touching them with your yeah. knuckle? Well, you I touch don't. Well, because my I, finger, I get so many eye infections, and I I do this all the time, and I try not to. So I, yeah, when I remember to not touch shit with my fingers, I try to. My immune system is so strong because I'm touching everything and nice. I'm right to a sandwich. Oh, uh, I've been doing that. I've been intentionally doing that. Are you serious? I, I still shit. wash my hands before meals. Um. But you touch more stuff, but like, I'll. But like, I would not touch my phone or anything. Mm. Um, the phone's so dirty, yeah, so dirty. Uh, I use a thing I found on Shark Tank called phone soap. Really? Ooh. Yeah, it's a little. Um, it's a container, and then you put your phone in, or they have the phone home, which is bigger. You can put your keys, your glass, and stuff, and it's ten minutes of ultraviolet uh, light, like Ooh. what they use for oh, and like, kills the bacteria. Supplies. They say, and it, it, it at least does peace of mind for me. Oh, nice. Yes. Fine. So, phone yeah, soap. That, and the peace of mind is worth, that's worth its weight in gold. Yeah. I want to go back to the jokes real quick for, yeah. uh, Ooh, and dating and, and connecting and um, yes, please. meeting people, which is, yeah. uh, you don't know how people are feeling and how they communicate with them and giving them a safe space while you showing up authentically and all these things that you have to calibrate and find. And at a certain point, are you on a similar frequency where that's even possible? Yeah. And assuming that is the case, but the thing that surpasses all all of it, no matter what frequency you are, um, or I guess I should say a wider range of frequency is, is like if you could go in and do jokes, you know, not set up punchline necessarily, but just, just playful. Yeah. Just, just, you know, right. You know, right. Was, yeah, not yeah. the best example, <laughs> but you know, but just like, and then you test the waters. Everyone yeah, loves contended. it. Uh-oh. Heads up. <laughs> and now, like we just had yeah. a, we just yes. had a call and response, totally, and totally. a call and response in play. Also, you get to know what jokes they do, what sense of humor, how dark are they, how okay are they with dark stuff. When a dark thing, when something is triggered, you say, "Oh, wait, what's going on?" Yeah. Like, I have so many podcasts that get like real deep and like crying and like learning about each other and. And I, there's three that I have in mind in particular, but I'm sure there's more. But on all on all three of those, the first 25 minutes is just maybe, you know, one could argue too many jokes. But it's like <laughs> once once you do that, it's like, all right, all right, right. We're, I'm safe. You're safe. Totally. Let's get into it. Totally. Yeah, totally, I think it's totally. fine. I, my only irritation with it would be like there are some people who literally can never turn it off. And that is like. It just drains me. Well, that you in, can't form a connection in really. unspeakable way, and I, and I and it's just I'm, I'm sitting there the whole time like, what is this person running from? But for the love but, of God! But, but you're sitting there thinking it. Yeah. Instead of saying, "Hold on a second. Well, I mean, these are people that I don't know that know that well. Oh, you're not talking about in podcasting. Uh, no, I mean, every, I we've, know, we've said we've had people oh, come believe on me. And they're, like, they're just like I always because. <laughs> Yeah, no, it always says something. Always, but like, I say too much. We like getting deep and we kind of tend, because we've been doing it for a while. I think we just, I, and I've been a, not accused of this because it's not a bad thing, but it, it is a specific thing of like, even when I'm talking to somebody, I get right to it. I don't do the, 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 the niceties, which like I think Jews are with their bowling. Absolutely. <laughs> just right to it. But what um, if somebody's doing too many jokes? It throws they, me off. Everybody could turn it off. 
Right, right. And that's coming from the yeah. guy that, that most people say can't turn it off. Everybody can turn it off. I, you could certainly turn it off. You just demonstrated it. But sometimes I'm in a mood. Oh, I see. You know, and, and I get that. I get that. You're riding that. You're kind of getting carried on this like jokey wave. And like my boyfriend and I, one of us sometimes will get like that. And, and it's like, ah, fuck, you want me to be serious and I can't. I'm sorry. I got to like walk around or something. Yeah. Yeah. But in a podcast, if you want somebody to be and you feel like they can't and you're annoyed, there's, there's you know, well, I'll just say it. We'll just say it. Yeah. Well, so there, I mean, we're just used to dealing with so many different personalities too. When you're being a comedian, I mean, it's just an absolute freak show. Yeah. I've heard that. <laughs> you know, I've heard that. And it, but from, it seems normal to you. No, I don't. So I don't, I haven't experienced when that. When you're playful really, with comedians, like, it's, jarring it's, to me. it's one way, but like we've like, we've had comedians on here that have never like male comedians that have never, we've asked them a series of questions of things that we just generally want to know. We didn't like sit there and plan. This is what I'm going to ask them. That just comes off. And they've like never thought about these questions ever. Mm. It, and they've told us that, like, I've never even considered that in my life um, in terms of like, so uh, what work do you put? Like I, we asked a male comedian once, like what kind of work do you, what do you add you, to your relationship? Why are you qualifying this with male comedian? It's more specific with males. Because so this don't is where think I find it? out. Yeah, exactly. Um, and usually if we have a man on, that's not a comedian, um, he has some type of specialty or we've like one of us has dated him obviously to go with the theme of the show, but like, um, yeah, um, so that's what it is. It's literally guys. It, it started with guys that you actually literally had sex with. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was about people coming on talking about people that they had sex with. No, it's well, those experiences. That. It's, it's sometimes to that because we've been doing it for so long. Like I feel, like, but yeah, no, my it, number is not high. It was literally like we would have on, and you know, specifically, it was like more intimate relationships, like bo- actual long-term boyfriends. We would have on to discuss, uh, like, a social experiment to discuss right. things that are not discussed in the midst of the relationship, and we did it after. Um, yeah, but you run out of people unless you just keep fucking people. We didn't. People yeah. always say we ran out of people. We actually really didn't. But the the show got too big where it was self destructive. Yeah, and to have to that continuously talk by about too big, you mean the size of your audience? Yeah, yes. and it, it you 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 get what to the that? point where you're like, oh, I'm being like really vulnerable, but now it's being used against me. Oh, you're giving like out you're giving out too much of like your personal. Life. Yeah, and yeah, like, yeah, people yeah. were literally fucking our boyfriends. Yeah, or so we're trying like, to. I didn't, I didn't like that. That felt. Bad. Oh wow. Yeah. yeah. That's so culty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it feels it's like, like a who, who are some so. of your boyfriends? <laughs> Steven Penta. Ben Ivory. I would literally Benjamin. love- I would love for you to text me and be like, Corinne, I fucked your boyfriend. That would, honestly, that would bring would, me great satisfaction. Oh, we'd have to do a 2.0. Yeah. Um, so we have to wrap. Do you want to do- Yeah, okay. So we have a new segment. We've only done it one other time, but um, it is it is called Rock Hard Takes, Okay. And so this is like- Rock to- hard takes. Rock hard takes. Yeah, we'll do a drop. Oh, that's we'll, great. We'll use yours, maybe. Yeah, that was great. <laughs> we're not paying video, you, but- I, we'll pay Yeah, you that's fine. Appreciation. You said you'll use that. Are you planning on editing this part out? What? No, Oh, no. I could make that happen. No, I'm No, not, not editing out, but- No, I'm saying food. I want to use you saying rock hard takes every time. Rock now. hard takes. Wait. Into the mic, though. Oh, I was peeking. <laughs> no, That's but- all right. He can, muff- he can debuffle. You're doing his job too, right? Rock hard takes. That was that awesome. That didn't peak? I'm going to use the first one, the one that you didn't yeah. know. Yeah, that was great. That was perfect. Right. 
I, I don't anyway, have headphones and I know. We're going to present to you uh, a, a we situation. We all peaked, didn't we? Okay. Um, yes. Uh, so it's rock hard takes and uh, it's debate rules. So Mike is going to give us a topic. It's from the realm of uh, sex dating relationships. And you have to decide if you're vehemently for it or vehemently against it and let us know why. There is no medium, no matter how you really feel, you have to, it, it to rock The stakes are higher because you say vehement and vehemently. But like, just like yes or no is basically what you're no, saying. No, it's a right? rock hard take. Rock hard take. The only take you could have is rock hard. Yes. Not <laughs> a ch- not a floppy chub We don't take. care. Okay. Maybe we'll just say white people. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's what we gave you? <laughs> yeah, I don't think I understand the the the, the game well enough. Do you yet. like them or not? <laughs> oh, so Rock some hard of the takes. things of like yeah. some things like some concepts. No, of like, do you think this is like, real or not? Yes. Oh, <laughs> right. Okay. True. Now, but isn't that a forcing forcing a strong point of view? What if? Yeah, that's rock society, hard. Yeah, yeah, we're making that's a society that that's we exactly live in. What, it's yes. social commentary, no really. If you think about it, because nothing nothing goes viral. You are black so or white. smart and deep. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> that's a rock hard take. Um, yeah. So that's what we're doing. That, that's exactly what it is. And it, it kind of reveals how stupid it is, but it, we're, we're overthinking it. We're like, I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking about it just the right amount. Now. Good. Okay. Perfect. All right. Well, that's rock not a rock hard, hard take, take Mike. Though. Hit us. All yeah, right, you'll to, go first. To start us right. out, uh, male birth control. I'm, I can't not, t- I have to tell you what. It's, well, you, you can tell us why. No, you yeah, can yeah, tell yeah. us why. But you got, rock hard yes well, or rock is, is hard it, no. Is it, should males be taking them instead of females? Should they exist? Should males be given the option? What about that's them? A, that's a very good question. All great questions, right. but not for rock, rock hard yeah. takes, Rick. You take are you for it or are you against it, Rick? It. Let's go. That's like saying eggs. And it's like, well, are you talking about omelets or are we talking about That's croissants? right. Eggs is easy. It's a rock hard yes. Stop being ridiculous. I like baked good. Okay. You take it however you want to take it. And but then you he, say rock hard. Take. I, I, have, I have a rock hard take on 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 rock hard takes. I have a rock hard <laughs> take. Ooh, uh, incidentally, yes. Of course you do. But I have We're a rock hard take on, on birth control. It doesn't. I have a rock hard take on birth control that women take. Well, then apply it to male birth control. Um, if it's something that you feel is is really beneficial for your That's lifestyle, go for it. But <laughs> it's gonna fuck up your hormones. That sounds medium and be hard. Aware. So Rick, hard yes or no? I also disagree with that. That's propaganda that they've been to I've floating around. People with who's a been cup, out of and yes, off of them. It, individual people sometimes have experience, but they're trying to. Do have this you ever thing. dated anybody from Ohio? Yes. Oh, never mind. <laughs> you know that rock hard take. Uh, Ohio, yeah, I no. mean, yeah, I sure. It, it, it could. It serves a purpose. Sure wouldn't so be used in a rock hard take. I yeah. don't have one. Sure is a mediocre You, mu- you must have one. You know what's, you know For what's the purposes some, of this game, you have to choose rock hard yes or rock hard no. You love to play so much. But in the explanation of why you yes. said rock hard yes or rock hard no, you can also give us Could your you interpretation give me an example of, of what question. that is? Is a vasectomy that? No, there's, there, there's no, studies that are, there's pills that are coming yeah. on the, Potentially about to be on the market that are yeah, male and, birth control. And do control. we know? Do we know the side effects and how how That's well they work? That's not important here, Rick. Yes <laughs> or no? It is literally the only way I have, could have a rock. We hard want take. you to have an r- ignorant rock hard take. Have you been on the internet? People have rock hard so. takes about things they don't know about all the time. Well, you know what? Those people on the internet aren't trying to establish a credible voice. That's what you're working on right now. Oh, have you watched the Take Your Shoes Off podcast? I have. Incredible. I watched it and like poop got animated on someone's face. You must have watched the first 25 <laughs> minutes. I've been looking at a camera that's facing you when I look in the camera. Yeah. I have a rock hard take. Have a light on the camera. <laughs> there is a blue one right there. A light. Nice. Like a light would be like, this is your camera. An arrow. 
Live nudes. Yeah, I, I think that I think that it serves a purpose. I'd like to read the research. Okay. We'll just play him saying rock hard takes after it, so it feels more rock hard. Rock yeah. hard takes. Rock hard takes. <laughs> rock hard takes. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you guys oh, want to answer, answer that them? One? No, we were answering them. Uh, we, I'm we were rock just so hard, frazzled. yes. Male birth control. I'm pro it. I think men should take it and women should never take it again a day in their life and every man should take it. Oh, that's such propaganda. <laughs> that's my rock hard take. You didn't even fucking research it. Uh, my rock hard take is yes to male birth control, but I think women should still take it. I just think it's like the responsibility shouldn't be solely on women in a relationship that we are claiming is equal. You know, it's rock funny hard that, take. It's funny rock that you say take. that for someone who isn't even wearing pants. Oh, sorry. Yes, you are. I couldn't see them. <laughs> They're camouflage. All right, next They're one. camouflage, everyone. It's a bit. We're doing a bit. Uh, Are you showing your camouflage toe? <laughs> Camel toe. Rock our take. All right. Uh, the next that, one. I, I, that one need, needed some work. It's, you know, I'm not, I'm pitching it. You're yeah, working. Yeah, yeah. We're, yeah. we're, we're workshopping. The next one I have here, uh, trying to make a partner laugh during sex. So bits in the bedroom. Yes or no? Yes, yes, yes. Rock hard take. <laughs> but also make sure that like, that's not something you do all the time. Like, you know, make her come, go go to town on her and, you know, get intense. <laughs> Eye contact, drool, whatever it is that your animal instincts need. But part of your, all, even fucking the wildest animals, dude, like to laugh when they fuck each other. Are you talking about like actual? Eagle, bald eagles don't <laughs> laugh when they fuck. Yeah, that's because they're unfinished right and their testosterone is so low. But <laughs> regular eagles do. <laughs> rock hard take. <laughs> My rock hard take is absolutely the fuck not. Do no joking in the bedroom. The bedroom is for fucking and coming. Cool. Well, then you better have some segments because that's going to get boring real fast. Shoot, are we? Do we start a segment of "Give me your take on my rock hard take"? Or, uh, <laughs> you just that? <laughs> rock hard takes. <laughs> oh man! Although I've gotten a little bit more into being funny um, in the bedroom, my rock hard take is going to have to be no as well. My girlfriend does voices sometimes. We don't, this is not in the this, bedroom. This rock hard take is not about what it's, Rick's girlfriend does. It's not necessarily in the bedroom, but on the counter. <laughs> She'll get on the counter and go, "Hey, Rick." No, no, they're like funny, f- funny, not to, not to be disrespectful. I think your voices are very funny, but they're more what? funny catered to what she, the sounds, the sounds of sex, the sounds of sex. And oh, like, <laughs> don't fuck me, mister. Like that? No, but that would be fine with me. Also, okay. I don't know why it's in this game that you have to be being raped. No, I mean, she said, don't fuck me, mister. Maybe she was just me. done being fucked. Yeah, that's not fun. I'm going to send you some tapes so that I don't want to put in here. <laughs> All right, next one. We got one, uh, yeah. sex in public. Rock hard take, yes or no? Is Does public mean outside or does public mean in front of people? No, but I, 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 in my, that's a good question. As the judge here, I wrote it as like a bathroom or oh. park oh. or something. Fucking the bathroom, rock hard take. <laughs> so, so that's a yes? Specifically the yes is as yes. As long as you're not like, if you're not like, you know, around, you know, there's, 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 sexual yeah like what's it called there's the time like, and a place yeah like I, I, if you're making somebody like uncomfortable because you're trying to get your rock off oh well yeah that's disgusting but, but yeah, yeah but if you're just trying to you know if you're going in the dressing room and you know you slip in there too and you sit on the floor and you eat her pussy while you're looking up enjoy they yourself were there anyway mm. frost yourself you're looking yeah up, yeah my rock hard take when sex in public, when it's at a place that people have public sex, absolutely the fuck yes. Rock hard yes. Like an Arby's. That's really, no, like a sex club. Um, <laughs> my Arby's. rock hard, t- like, but se- if you're trying to have sex 
in a place where there's like people just doing a thing that has no, nothing to do with sex, fuck you. Get to, go to bed. Go to a hotel. Go to your bedroom. That's a rock hard no. Oh, my rock hard take is yes, definitely. I've had sex. I was thinking, I was like, I've had sex at a lot of public places. Definitely a lot of bathrooms. Mm. Christina's birthday party. Hell yeah. <laughs> I was at a hotel Blech. though. And it was like, we, we did move away Made from other people. We, we moved away from other people, but then other people somehow drifted towards us. You're like, hey, yeah, I'll take a vodka. Go get it for me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, my rock hard take is uh, yes, absolutely. Rock hard take. You gave us a lot of takes of that. I appreciate it. Thank you so much. One yes. of them will really work. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would you like to promote? Uh, thank you so much for being here. We thank really appreciate it. Me. Yeah. What can you, what can, where can we find I, more of you? What is what I already did. Just my podcast, Take Your Shoes Off podcast. Okay. Um, and thank you for having me. Yeah, it was really fun. Thanks yeah. for being here. Thank you so much. This has been Guys We Fucked, the anti-slut shaming podcast. We'll talk to you next Friday. I also think it's really important what you guys are doing. <laughs> Guys We Fucked is presented by Luminary. Created and hosted by Corinne Fisher and Christina Hutchinson. Editing and music coordination by Mike Coscarelli. Theme song by Rob Patterson and Jake Cozen. Suck my wet ass pussy. <laughs> Christina said to cut that before, but now it's in there. Yeah, let's keep it. Who cares? Came and went. Let this buzz go to my head. This high don't want to come down. 3 a.m. is coming soon. The time that goes on forever My head's been spinning and I feel alright We've been getting down to the little hours of the night Little hours of the night Little hours of the night You and me hit the floor
This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Spin your passion into a business of Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records.